The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered. You covered. Twelve. I covered. Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It is time to get back together, boys and girls. Welcome in to the Bostonian versus the book. The book has returned from his trip out east. We are live. We are back. It is a fresh edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Matt Peralt, Dave Sherapan, live on YouTube, live on Twitter, replayed on SiriusXM. Channel 159 and on Sports Grid Television, which Dave will be back on Sports Grid. Everyone's asking me, where's Dave? Where's Dave? Where's Dave? I don't know. Dave's coming back. I was filling in for Dave on Sports Grid for the last week. He's back. How are you, my friend? You've had quite the trip the last couple of days. <laughs> First of all, great to see you. Great to be back. I feel like the brigade is right here next to us. Right. Um that the first question out of the gate is what the hell's everybody been doing for the last two days around the ish time? Like, what, what have they been doing? What have you been doing? Put it in the chat yeah. right now. Please get <laughs> the chat flowing because there has Whoa. been no chat. There has been no shows. There's been no hats. There's yeah. been nothing Zip. for a couple of days. Well, the low. pictures, the hats all got there. And the pictures from the people you sent those hats out to has been pretty wild. That was a sustained topic. First and foremost, thank you to all of you who did that. That was great. Was glad to see they all made it. You're always waiting on the edge of your seat with the tracking number going, did they get it or not? I mean, those things went coast to coast. There were people that got that in the middle of the country, East Coast, West Coast, and um, up north where, you know, Klerchek almost got in trouble taking a picture in front of the Detroit Lions practice facility with the hat on. Klerchek, we can't get you getting in trouble, but God. (laughs) Damn, did that hat look good on you? We had one practice facility in two different stadiums that pictures came out of from those, oh. including the Ravens game. We had a BBB hat right there in the box. Jay Dow put us in the luxury box with the hat for the Ravens Jay Dow, game. Yeah. You know, I was in Philadelphia. All I needed was a text to shoot that. No, that would have no, that might have been grounds for divorce had I said, excuse me, I had to go see Jay Dow and, and Mrs. Jay Dow. And go watch the Ravens smack the Texans on Saturday night. We did you, that. You were in the middle of of uh, of it. You were in the thick of it. So just yeah, whatever you want to say. How was the trip? How was the drop off? It's emotional dropping off your first one. Oh yeah, everybody's tough until they're not. And then you know we're all talking and hanging out. We spent a tremendous amount of time together, just the three of us, leading up to it. My brother Dan. We did the shows Thursday and Friday from his house. We all hung out. We did escape rooms together. We ate all the meals together. We just really took the family time that was necessary and that we do anyway when we're here. But it was great to involve Dan and Jojo. My sister-in-law was awesome. And then, you know, we show up at the dorm and we're like, okay, this is a little bit of a curveball. We got to get this situation figured out, a little temporary housing situation that may be permanent, maybe not. Don't know. 
then get all the stuff and inevitably you pack all the stuff you show up at the dorm you unload everything and you walk to the car and you look at each other everybody's looking at each other like what do we do now i guess we got to leave okay you hug you say goodbye everybody's crying then i really wasn't prepared for the rest of it let's have an hour and 20 minute drive back to my brother's house I don't know how my wife drove. Like I've driven through rainstorms, snowstorms, things like this, and a cry storm. Like when I left Pittsburgh to come out west after my stint in Curacao and everything, and I had to move to Phoenix for the job opportunity and a new life. I joked, but I wasn't joking. I cried from Pittsburgh all the way to Indianapolis. That was about six hours, and it was raining like a mother, and I couldn't see nothing. I kept asking my wife, "Do you want me to drive?" She said, "No." So she's crying and crying and crying and crying. And we got home and then we get the call first night alone in the dorm and everything else. And you're like, oh, I'm trying to watch Embiid set a record for the Sixers and all this other stuff. And she's like, you're not even listening. You're being insensitive. You're being this. You're being that. I'm being a dad. I'm trying to keep it calm because nothing in the ocean of estrogen is calm right now. And then we flew back yesterday, which, by the way, you were right. Like when you fly back from the East Coast to the West Coast, it's, man, it's a harder adjustment west to east to get the time. But once you're there, you're fine. Like the cold was 12 degrees when we walked out of that plane. I told you that on Friday. I ain't been that cold in a long, long time. I was cold. I slept in a beanie. I was freezing the whole time. But coming back, that's a long day. Pittsburgh to St. Louis. We returned the car. She's Wait, Philly. You mean Philly, right? In Philly, we returned the car. Yeah. <laughs> Pittsburgh. I, I like, how'd you get to Pittsburgh? <laughs> I had to apologize to everybody. Not apologize, but I was like, she's, she's fine. Upset. It's not you. Right. It's, it's us. <laughs> like we're having a rough day. Probably it's thought okay. you were getting a divorce. He probably said he, he probably told her he was cheating on her. <laughs> uh, I don't I, who knows, but those right. women at the at the thrifty were very nice in Philly and then we got to the gate. That the gate jerk. agent was like, is everything okay, ma'am? <laughs> it's fine. He's kidnapping me. It's <laughs> she's like, she's like, she wouldn't talk. I'm like, tell him it's okay. He thinks that I'm <laughs> yeah, doing got you against you. your will. Right. <laughs> then I stopped in the uh the lid stores. It's nice to go to the lid stores and see some people back east and mm. stuff. I picked this up. This is a Philadelphia Stars hat, Negro Lid collection. Oh my. And I wore the whole ensemble. Philla, oh my. number seven. Look at this that. Is the, yeah, this is great. Uh, I met uh, Sean okay. at the Philadelphia store at the airport. Turns out he's like super Eagles fan. Okay. Been a season ticket holder for 30 years. He dresses up as this big Eagle guy. We're going to have him on the show in the fall. Okay. That's awesome. And then uh, then I read a book, um, and that's going to be my favorite thing about today. Um, uh, I read the entire flight. Good. To St. Louis, and then from St. Louis to here. It was awesome. And then we get home to the 18-year-old, the 9-year-old, who had the run of the house mm. for – Six days. I mean, yeah. grandma and papa are here, but they're not here. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know still exactly what went on, but I know they had a good time. <laughs> I went to unpack my bag and then go look at the laundry room. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere near this. Oh, no. But who was supposed to do laundry? Who did laundry? 
it looks like a bomb went off up here on that side of the house. So I'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. But man, oh man, I was uh, I was exhausted last night. So I was happy that we're doing the show, and um, just happy to be back. I mean, you know, you got to catch me up on a couple things. We've got a lot to talk about. You know what I realized though? What? We're in Vegas. Yeah. And I mean, we have teams. We have the Knights. We have the Raiders. Right. We may or may not have the A's eventually. Who knows? But Stompers here today. That's what I heard. I saw your tweet. Very good. <laughs> Sports is so regionalized and localized when you're in the market. I cannot believe, like, I really enjoyed watching the Flyers play hockey a couple times while I was there. My brother and I sat and watched some, some Flyers games. And the Sixers game was great. Not good, great. Watching JoJo do what yeah. he did against him, uh, against Wemby <laughs> was awesome. But, like, other than that, they didn't really care about much. Oh, like, no. None. You were in no. Boston. It's all yeah. about Boston. Yep. I don't like it. I don't either. I don't like it. I'm with you. I, I'm, I don't like it. I feel... I feel so much more of an actual sports fan when I'm here than when I'm there. When I'm home, when I'm in Boston, I'm a Boston fan and you're inundated with Boston this and Boston that and Patriots this and Bruins that. And it's great, but like I know there are like 15 different topics that aren't being talked about that are really big stories and like really yep. big things happening. Yep. That we'll t- I knew we would talk about and we would have a conversation about. Yes. That is like crickets in the market. Nobody right. even like it's not even I remember I remember when I went back the first month I was back working for WEI doing the morning show, doing a four hour morning show with Kirk Minahan and Rob Bradford. Rob's a baseball guy. Kirk okay. now at Barstool. And like, I would bring topics up that were like really important to me. Like I thought they were like really big stories and they both look at me and be like, literally nobody cares about anything about that. And I was like, oh no, (laughs) I knew immediately. I was like, oh no, this is not going to go well. I knew like in the first month, I knew I was not going to be long for Boston because the things I, my, my brain, what I like to talk about wasn't what they wanted to talk about. Like the myopic nature of like, I'm sure it was nonstop Eagles, 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 Sirianni, Sirianni, Sirianni. You'd be surprised. It wasn't. Oh, it was on six. Like like, they were done dead. Okay. That's good. Turn the page, move on. Yeah. It's it's hockey and basketball now. I don't mind that. I mean, Philly, the one thing about Philadelphia, why I could work there is their love of college basketball. And they just like Boston could not have any less interest in colleges, college sports football and basketball, nothing like they, they care a little bit about March madness, but like it's for one weekend and then they don't care anymore. (laughs) They turn the page and move on and they're done. So that's at least Philly's at the big five. So you have those schools, you have those rivalries, you have people that went to those schools that know about it. They know about temple, you know, they care about Villanova. UConn played Villanova Saturday night. Watch the game. Yeah. What was the final result? Well, um, I took the plus four uh-huh. and hit on a half court shot at the buzzer to put to, to cover. <laughs> that score was one. One of the crazy. Oh, that's bets. right. They hit a three. That's right. They hit a one three of the craziest the bets I've hit in a long time. JY was at the game. 
And uh, there was a plan to maybe meet up with him. And I ended up meeting up with Irizarry. Nice. We still have his son's basketball game. Right. At Haverford College, which I checked once we got on the campus and checked the facility and all this other stuff. And I said to Jess, I, I said, I bet this is an expensive place to go to college. Take a shot over under Haverford College tuition. How many, how many kids go there? Like 3,500. Uh, room, room and board or just tuition? The number that I saw, I hope included the room and board. If it's room and board, I will say 68,000. 78. Ooh, I was off by 10. That was $78,000 yeah. to go to college at this school. But they were playing basketball. It was so much fun. He's got a 12-year-old, a 9-year-old. Watching kids sports is my one of my favorite things to do in life. It was so much fun. And we got to meet and they were like, oh, this is Dave. You know, they were excited to meet right. me because they see me and Keith and right. you know, Keith on here. And so that was fun. Um, but it was limited. It was, I mean, that was a big college basketball game. UConn's number one team in the country, no? Bon V, yes. Kirk Kirk Minahan, who I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. That, that Kirk Minahan, yes. That I know guy. Kirk. I know Kirk well, um, but it was a, it was a it was a. It's really myopic when you're in the market. Really, really, I, everything was half off for the Eagles in all the stores. Everything was half off. It's done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just boom, done. Right, you can have fun with it. So, lots to get into. Uh, let Let's go right kind of there because it's a former Sixers coach, former Celtics coach. The Bucks fired their coach and hired Doc Rivers this morning. This is for real. This is for real. This is a done deal. Doc Rivers is now the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. How did this happen? Uh, the Athletic this morning has a pretty detailed exp- uh, explanation as to what happened. And our friend Trista from uh, from BetQL and a bunch of other spots had a pretty nasty tweet this morning saying what Doc Rivers did to get this job is beyond reprehensible. It's snake in the grass behavior and abuse of his position in the media. And as a consultant to the Bucks to get back into coaching, Adrian Griffin deserved to be let go, but not like this. According to The Athletic, Doc Rivers essentially <laughs> got close, started to point out all the problems, got close to ownership, got close to management, and essentially said, I'll coach the team. Let's make a change. It's unbelievable. And Doc I, I, Rivers got the job. Okay, so like the first question I have is um, this is the last job for Doc Rivers in, in the NBA? Well, it I, is. <laughs> is this does this mean um, does this mean they win a championship? No, you don't win championship with Doc Rivers. What's the Bucks record right now? Thirty and thirteen. So the guy wasn't doing a good job. They had their worst defensive stretch of the season over the last five games. They were defensively not good for a guy who in Adrian Griffin was known for being a defensive coach. He was the handpicked guy for Giannis. They got Giannis to sign the extension. So once Giannis signed, that was the coach Giannis wanted. Well, Doc got into his ear and Doc got into management's ear and started to point out all the problems and said, this guy can't win, a, can't win a championship. I can. So Mike Budenholzer gets booted because of Giannis. Adrian Griffin now gets booted because of Doc Rivers. The Milwaukee Bucks are a disaster. 
an absolute disaster. That's what we have learned here through this whole thing. What do you have to do to keep the job? You were 30 and 13. Yep. It's a joke. Second choice to win the Eastern Conference. You, by the way, hi, Butchie deuces he's he's texting me saying <laughs> where have you been for two days i've been down here and <laughs> everyone's been mad. Here. like I'm, i listen guys sorry we, we won't miss no more shows no, we'll be fine because we, we did guys. thursday friday and you were on so we we gave people what they were looking for but monday and tuesday we did not so i right. i mean i had so many people dm me right we saw things this morning people were like i never knew how much i missed the show until the show wasn't here anymore <laughs> like which, so yes, which by the way I, that trey kid i reached out to yeah and um that was that was nice of him to say that we really appreciate that and again the guys that tweeted the pictures of the hats and the kind words talking about the show awesome there's going to be more of that coming in 2024 boys and girls so just stay stay ready keep showing up keep doing what we're doing but showing up and going 30 and 13 and then getting shown the door. I got to read a little more of the story, but him being a consultant and being close, like this was a move. This, yes. this, I, this is not game of Thrones. I, this is a game of Thrones move. This is a little finger move. The, the, this wow. is, this is backstabbing. This is really, really a tough look for doc rivers in my mind that he has gone and done this because he was hired to replace Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson for ESPN. He was supposed to be their lead ex-coach broadcaster. This season. He was this year. Yeah. He was a broadcaster who was working as a consultant. He went to the box and said, let me help your young head coach who has no experience. Let me come in. I'll help him. I'll show him the ropes. I'll get him, you know, to get him comfortable being a head coach in the NBA. And the Bucks thought that was a good idea. He was on the road with the ESPN traveling. But while he was doing that, he was always trying to get back into coaching and he was undermining the guy he was hired to help. I mean, this is as Machiavellian as you're going to get in the NBA. Would you bet the Bucs to win the championship right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I would bet the Bucs to blow a lead in the playoffs right now. Stock Rivers. No NBA coach has blown more playoff leads than Doc Rivers. Did they not? Did they lose in the first round? That was last year, right? Yeah. It wasn't Doc's fault then, but. No, but. That's why Budenholzer got kicked out. So they got rid of him. He won a championship, but they booted him out the next year. Yeah, you got I, you got to be careful what you wish for and all this. I, I don't know. Like, winning the championship wasn't enough. Nope. To withstand a first round upset. For I mean, Giannis at, looks bad. I mean, Giannis is equally tied to this. This is looking like inmates running the asylum in, in Milwaukee. And. Look, you got your championship and you got Giannis to sign. So check the two boxes that everybody wanted. But going forward, there needs to be an adult in the room. And there's not at the moment. It clearly looks like that's just a crazy situation in Milwaukee. <laughs> I just looked down. We do it at BVB bonus time at the end. But I just saw this. I have to read this. Um, super chat. You guys, if you leave a super chat, you know, we do read them all at the end. But I'm reading this one right now from Private Jim Rat. Please don't miss any more shows. I think I was going through withdrawal. <laughs> all jokes aside, hope little Consig is all settled in and Dave is home safe. Yeah, big Consig is settled. I don't think she's settled in. Middle Consig and little Consig have been running the house for five, almost six days. She thought she was not going to school today, <gasps> little Consig, because we were home. I said, you're, you're going to school. What are you talking about? Wow. Vacation's over. 
Yeah. I have no idea what they did. They ate out every night. They did. They got. Uh, they 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 went to Dave and Buster's. They did all Ooh. these things. They were miniature golfing, indoor mini golf. Nice. Apparently, yesterday was a was a uh, or the day before Monday. What? There was no school. We didn't know. So yes, it was, was. an in-service day. Oh, for you guys. Okay, I was like, yes, yeah. there was. I was like, I dropped, oh, I dropped yeah, no, 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 that's what I did. I was, <laughs> I was like, like I, wait, what? We thought, we thought that was our first, like, wait a second. We had to check with the school. Oh, I thought they were pulling a move on us. <laughs> In service day. Talking about. Yeah, th- this is, I was going to say this, but I, I said not to, but he said, but Jimmy Jack said it. Curse of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> since he bought oh, it on the team. Oh, no. Rogers is a minority owner of the Bucks, so uh, just saying drama. Yeah, I mean, look, Terry Stotts got fired as soon as they traded for Damian Lillard. They had to get rid of Terry Stotts, okay, because Terry Stotts and him in Portland did not get along. So Stotts was gone before the year began. That was the guy that was supposed to have okay. been the mentor for. That Griffin. wasn't enough. Well, that's where they went and got Doc because they had to fire Terry Stotts. He was supposed to be the the elder statesman. They brought in Dame. And it was like, Dame was like, yeah, I'll sign, I'll play, but you're getting rid of that guy. So Terry Stotts was out. They just, Milwaukee's allowing players to dictate a lot right now. And it's, you know, LeBron gets a lot of heat for being the guy that makes those types of calls. But Milwaukee's got a couple of veterans who are doing the exact same thing. Well, <laughs> so the, the obvious question is, is, is right there. Is it title or bust? It is. For Doc, he, he will never coach again in the NBA. This is it. This is his last job. He needs to win here because look, oh, wait, was a long time ago. I'm a Celtics fan. Okay. Oh, wait, was a long time ago. You keep going back to it all the time. Well, that's fine. But that's my team. This is Doc Rivers <laughs> re- resume. Okay. Right. This is a guy who's right. living off of this. Went to the Clippers, went to the Sixers. I mean, how many, sorry, Will, how many fucking superstars do you want to be coached underneath you where you underperform? Now it's Giannis. You had Joel Embiid. You had the claw. How many other superstars, Hall of Fame players do you want? You had Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. How many guys do you want to be on your coaching resume and you have a single championship? One. This is this is going to be interesting because it wasn't like I felt like Doc got very not, you know, butting heads with the media, but like when they didn't win, there was a lot of like. Mm, oh, you yeah. know, I mean, in Philly, it didn't it wasn't great at the end. They were asking, why did we lose again? We need, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Philly looks great right now. I mean, I is Philly better than Milwaukee? I think I think Boston's well, better than Milwaukee. And I think Philly's yeah. as good as Milwaukee. No, in the East. Don't underestimate the trade that the Heat just did yesterday. Rozier, and we're going to see it tomorrow night. Miami and Boston are going to have a very interesting run in if they play in the postseason. Former Celtic, Rozier loves beating the Celtics. You have a team in Miami that's deep, that has a lot of talent, and that is coached by a guy who we know can game plan against Boston and shut down the two J, the two Js. Porzingis is the difference. Boston didn't have Porzingis last year. They have Porzingis now. So, Philly's in the conversation, but Miami has inserted themselves. It's a four-team conversation now in my mind. It's not just a three-team conversation in the East. And, I mean, there's other teams now coming on, the Cavs. Yeah, we'll talk about them, but they're just hot right now. I don't think they'll be long-standing. Did you just go like this to the Cavs? You just yeah. totally dismissed the Cavs? They're not. They're not they're, there's four like teams. You did with the Chiefs last week. You just there's really one the team. Chiefs. There's really one team right now. In the East? Has, 
No, Boston is heads and tails above everybody else. But but the next level, there's three teams in the conversation that I will have, and that's about it. Everybody else in the East, Indiana, it's a cute story. They got to find a way to re-sign Pascal Siakam because if they don't, they're in deep trouble giving up three first-round picks for Whoa. him. So you better go, go, go you better knock down Pascal Siakam long-term. Oh. So, yeah. Indiana gave up a lot to get Siakam. So, so it's Sixers, it's Bucks, and who? Heat. Miami's Miami getting getting Rogier and and getting rid of Lowry and it's it's going to be. I I like what's going on there for Miami. Rogier is going to be a nice fit with that team. So no uh, no Knicks. No 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 no. Uh, no, Nick, Nick's Cavs are all nice stories. Indiana, nice stories, but they aren't legitimate threats in the East come playoff time. They may knock out. They, they may take down like a team like Philadelphia, who tends to step on their own. You know what? In the playoffs. Whoa. So, I mean, teams that choke and can't make, you know, conference finals oh, should boy. be careful. But I mean, that's, it. well, it's just, you know, Nick Nurse is great in the post in the regular season. He's won a championship. So let's see what he does in the playoffs with Joel Embiid and company. But, hmm. you know, they're definitely better coached now than they were under Doc. I'll give you that. I'm way more concerned about, about the Sixers under Nick Nervous than I am when they were under Doc Rivers. If I'm a Buck fan, I'm not happy today. Okay. Bottom line. If I'm, if I'm You're not fan, happy? No way. I'm not happy at all. No. This is they were AOWN in the chat said that the players were questioning yes. um the coaching. Of course. LL said that actually LL said that players were questioning Griffin's coaching. They it was bound to happen. So but players at 30 and 13, you, you don't get to question results. You can question numbers. You can <laughs> question where you're going, but until you really have a problem, like a losing problem, yeah, you can't like the guy's reputation was that he was a, a communicator and a defensive guy. He wasn't communicating and the defense sucked. Fire him <laughs> at 30 and 13. Like what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't give him a whole year. You, you don't even see what happens. What happened? The guy won won a championship with you guys. What happens in his first year? He wins it all. I mean, I had my issues with Joe Missoula, okay, but at least the guy showed me something when he was down three zero, got to a game seven. They still lost, but that was where's the fight? Where's the heart? Where's the adjustment? And he found it. He got the right, you know, pushed the right buttons, and the team responded. They lost a game seven. That sucked, but that was, you know, I learned something about Joe Missoula as a first year head coach. I don't know. I learned nothing about Adrian Griffin. I know nothing about the guy. Must have been bad. How bad? Was I he sleeping on the knew, but It must have been bad in really? that locker room and on the I flights and all this other stuff. Like, I he's gone. This, I said yesterday, like, he had to have been sleeping with a secretary, right? Like, he did oh, something. Please. We're never getting off late night. What are you implying right now? Ime Adoka got blasted for that. It had to be another Ime situation. Ime Adoka oh. went, to the NBA, went to the NBA finals and got fired. I was like, there has to be an off-the-court problem, right? And everyone's like, no. There was no issue like that. It's got nothing to do with that. It's an on-the-court problem. It's a locker room problem. Oh, my God. Like he's 30 and 13. Yeah, but the metrics were bad. He's 30 and 13. Yeah, but he had Giannis. He was always going to have Giannis. Doc Rivers has Giannis. You better have upgraded. I'm not positive you've upgraded. I Good luck. If I'm a Buck fan today, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. Who did we go and hire? What are we doing? Like, what are, what we, are we doing? doing? Like, you literally got Game of Thrones. Like, that's what this is. But you have to get that locker room back, right? The only way to do it is to bring in a guy who has won a championship and has a name, I guess. I don't know. Without knowing what's going on in that Can locker room. Can you say really he know. lost the locker room with the 30 and 13? Like, that's hard for me to do. That's a, They go, oh, wait, their record against the Eastern Conference was eight and six. 
okay, what will what, what could it have been in April, in Mar- in May? Let's see. At the end of the year, let's see what it is. I mean, schedules are weird like that. You have different road trips and back-to-backs and like different stuff. Giannis could have been hurt. Like there's a million things you could make excuses for. We're halfway through the season. And you pull right. the plug and go, yep, we're now you're telling your fan base we're winning a championship this year and anything else is a complete failure. You don't hire Doc Rivers to win a championship. We know Pressure's this about on, Doc Rivers. Baby. Pressure's on. Doc Rivers doesn't win championships. It, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. We, we know this. Doc Rivers is known for blowing playoff leads. That's what he's known for, not winning championships. Um, I know the odds didn't get adjusted. Why wouldn't they? I, I would have pulled them down. I would have the same. I, I, I don't know. Like the coach, uh, one place I think it was Mason. I think I think I saw with the uh, with the bet online before the trade. The Bucks were five to one after the or after the firing, and, and after the hiring, they're plus five twenty five. <laughs> right, 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 moving up. I would have done the same thing. Yep, longer odds. Absolutely. So. All right. College basketball, uh, winning on the road in college basketball this year is turning into be just, it's a absolute nightmare hard right every now. year, but like this, this, this year, time they can't even win a game. Like number eight, Kentucky five point favorites last night. I was yep. on South Carolina because I saw this coming. I went and did some research, historical research, realizing that South Carolina is a house of horrors for Kentucky. And boy, was it ever 67 points for an offense. This is a top five offense in college basketball. Like you don't hold these guys under 80, let alone under 70 last night for South Carolina. Was that a charge to court moment? It could have been. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I I think we're going to see the end of charging the court though. I think it's coming to an end. Just in general or see what happened this past weekend. Where? So during the Tulane game, when Tulane beat Memphis. Okay. Fan pushed one of the Memphis players hard in the back. And then when Ohio State beat Iowa in women's basketball, Caitlin Clark got run into really badly. Basically, got punched in the stomach by a fan who ran into her. What? Yeah. So court storming is is very much on the table from the NCAA perspective of saying, like, we may need. I'm with you. I love it. I think it's a tremendous thing. You beat a top 10 team. Absolutely. This is the biggest win for South Carolina since they beat Kentucky when they were number one in the country. About a decade ago. Just, I mean, you got to figure out a way to keep it fun and I mean, nobody safe. gets to get touched and safe and all that other stuff. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You can't not, do that. Not, not good. I mean, absolutely not, not good at all. But on the other side, as I say that, right, Texas goes on the road to Oklahoma last night and beats them by 15 points, right? Like, betting right now in college basketball is wild. There are just, it is a roller coaster of which team in which spot. Because last night here, do you see what happened to, to UNLV last night here in Vegas? Smoked. Saw the score before I went to bed. I thought I was wrong. Air Force hadn't won a game since December 3rd. Since December 3rd of 2023, they had not won a game. And they won by 32. A month and a half ago. It's a long time ago. It's 11 games ago. 12 games. So 11-game losing streak. Okay. That happens. 32-point win. They were booing the Rebels off the court last night. We saw the Rebels in person beat Creighton. Which a month and a half. No sense to me. (laughs) Right? I don't understand. Like, how did you, how did, I I literally said, I was watching the game last night. I said, how in the hell did the Creighton Blue Jays lose to this team? 
What was the spread? Of the what was your favorite? Eleven. Eleven point favorites, and they lost by thirty-two. <laughs> we were on Sports Grid. I was like, I recommended it. I was like, because Cam came on, Cam Stewart came on and said, "Matt, how do you feel about UNLV tonight against Air Force?" I said, "It's too many points." He's like, "I agree." I was like, "I wouldn't lay eleven points with anybody right now in college basketball, but not UNLV at home. Air Force right. is bad." So I said, "Go ahead and throw it in a money line parlay." Because we were talking about how to put it together with the Rangers against San Jose. Whoops, <laughs> with the Oilers last night. Yeah, because the Oilers were too expensive to bet on the puck line, or I mean, uh, sorry, on the uh, in regulation or on the money line. Puck line you could do was plus money on the puck line, but it was what do you? Well, who do you? Who, who's the dance partner? Who are you going to go ahead and? We said, all right, grab the Rangers, and it was Rangers, UNLV, and the Oilers, and two of those three legs lost outright <laughs> last night. <laughs> Rangers, lo- Rangers lost outright. UNLV lost outright. The juice just came in the chat and said the kid for Air Force got a triple double. I think he was the only second player. Yes, correct. From a service academy, he got a triple double in history. And the other one was was a kid from Air Force, but they went crazy when he got it. The bench went nuts. They were all jumping up and down. They went like they got him. They literally were they got oh, him the triple double because wow. they were up by twenty five at the time. And they're like they were trying to feed him the basketball to get him shots, to get him passes, to get him rebounds, to get the triple double. And the kid got it. And it was, I mean, just one of those games where you're like, how has UNLV beaten anybody? They couldn't do anything right last night. And it's funny because in my class, the team, the head uh, manager is in my class. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to see him today and I'm going to go, what the hell happened last night? <laughs> what did that, like, what happened? <laughs> Our friend Tyler Wyatt, you can find him at Tyler Wyatt Betts on the Twitter. Yeah. He said his 50th rated team is a single digit dog to the highest rated team. I've never had 50 teams all within single digits this far in a season since 2006. My gosh. I mean, last night, look, at, mean, look, look at Creighton last night. They went to triple overtime, triple overtime against triple Seton Hall. Triple overtime? Against Seton Hall. Game of the year in college basketball. If you haven't watched it, go back and look at the highlights of it because it's insane. I mean, just a wild, maybe the worst refereed game I have seen this year on both sides. Oh, boy. Referees had no idea what they were doing. They were calling, they were missing blatant, easy calls against both teams. They weren't calling things that were blatant fouls. They were not calling, they were calling things that were not fouls. Like it was on both sides, just like a comedy of errors. But the Jays won the game in triple overtime. They come home and they play another overtime game last night against Xavier. And if you haven't seen the video of this, the Jays were laying seven and a half. It closed at seven and a half. Oh boy. I saw this video. Go ahead. <laughs> two, two free throws. Jays are up by seven, about five seconds to go back iron. And the entire audience groans loudly. Yep. How many people laid seven and a half inside that building? Right. <laughs> the great Blue Jays. Thought of a guy we know when I saw that. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh. oh. that's that a hurts. big night for somebody. Yeah, that yeah. was like, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, all right, the Houston the Houston Oilers, sorry, the Edmonton Oilers have won 14 straight games now. Four to one. They've been. Four to one win, another puck line win for Edmonton. Now, Columbus stinks, but still, this is getting very interesting. The league record is against your team, the 92-93 Penguins. One of the best teams I ever watched play hockey. 17 consecutive wins is the record. Yeah. Here's the schedule. Blackhawks at home. Yep. It's a win. Nashville at home. 
they should win that game too. The tying game can be here in Vegas against the Golden Knights. <sighs> Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. Edmonton might be favored in that game. Maybe. depending. I mean, the the injuries for Vegas right now, I mean, Bruce Cassidy blasted them before the game last night. I bet Vegas to beat the Islanders last night. It happened three to two. Yeah. He made them take the Long Island Railroad to get to the game. You mean the whole chat train to take? Like, I don't know. I that's what I asked Kurtz on. He lives on Long Island. I was like, "Is that like normal?" He was like, "No, it's not normal for teams to take the Long Island Railroad. Even even with the game being where it was, it was right at rush hour. It's not normal for a hockey team to get on the Long Island Railroad to go out <laughs> to, to 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 play a game." So huh. Cassidy was not happy with the Golden Knights, but they responded. They won three to two last night. I tried to make a pitch to, to go to the game in New Jersey. The, the Knights were in New Jersey. Yep. Devils. Um, That's um, the game they lost 6-5 in overtime that pissed off Cassidy. He called it beer league hockey. I. It was fun to watch, but I wouldn't <laughs> have been like on the team like going, yeah. what are we doing here? This is this is so wide open. There was no uh, – listen, entertainment value was great. Mm-hmm. For a defensive-minded coach trying to get his team like – Raining things in, not so great. Furious. And then they lose the game after being up. Um, it's a good bounce back spot for them to beat the Islanders. Yeah. But the Islanders have been a big disappointment. Yeah. Um, so do you think I mean, the Blackhawks are the, are the worst team in hockey? It ain't even close, right? What they lose yeah. 16 in a row? Without Bedard. Yeah. I think they've lost 16 in a row. Is it really is it that high? They haven't got a point in like 16 games or something. Yeah, I think they've gone to overtime. Have I think they haven't had a regulation win in sixteen games. Uh, I let me see. Saw it uh, the other night. They were in Vancouver or something. The Blackhawks have lost. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, so they're three and seven. Their last ten games. So they're four twenty and one on the road. Maybe road games. Game away from home. I don't know what it is, but uh, I know they beat they, they beat the Islanders four three, two games ago. They lost to the Sabers, but then they beat the Sharks two okay. to one. So they've won. They're two and two over their last four games. Okay, but before that, I think yeah, they're really bad. For me, they've been they've been the worst team in hockey. Without Bedard, they can't score. They have no. And they, offense. And they sat him down for six more weeks. Yeah, which I would do. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? It's a, it's a broken jaw. Why rush that? I mean, guy, it's awful. Did you know this is the worst? It was kind of disgusting, but I, I it was said on the on NHL Network, so I can say it probably here. That, and you might know this as a hockey fan, that a hockey player, the worst injury for a hockey player ever is if you break your jaw and they wire your jaw shut and you throw up, you have to uncut the wiring, or you choke and suffocate. Like I just threw up in my mouth. Like <laughs> that, that is the worst. I was like, I heard, I forget who was saying, he said it's the one injury that the hockey player did not ever want to suffer. And he did not have it during his career because it was his mortal fear that that's what would happen. I was like, that is awful. I've never thought about that, but that is absolutely horrific to think oh, about. When's the last time you threw up? Do you remember? Uh, last year. Yeah. Like last summer. Last year. Okay. Like last summer. Yeah. I threw it last summer. It's been a couple years for me. I mean, I'm not worried about like, as fate would have it, you probably get your jaw wired shut and then you would throw it for whatever reason. That's oh. fine. But yeah, that would suck. 
Uh, getting your jaw wired shut would suck. So I would sit down. I, I would be 100% healthy when I came back if I was Bedard because I would never want that to happen to me again. Once you break your jaw once, you could probably you know, get re-injured again some some form or fashion. I so. haven't looked. Is he going to win a rookie of the year? He can't win a rookie of the year, can no, he? No, it's going to be out for two months. No. He's like, yeah, he can't no. win it now. No, it'd be out huh. for too long to win it. So, uh, so you we, think the Oilers do this? Yeah, I think they're coming here with it. I think they're going to beat Nashville. I don't know if they beat Vegas, but they're going to have a chance. I mean, you know, Vegas is going to so be. So they're at home against Chicago. Yes, and home what against Nashville. In the hell is that line going to be? 500. 600? Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Five, six hundred. Yeah, minus five, six dollars to lay it. And then you're going to have Nashville, who isn't bad, but the Oilers are on a different planet right now. So that's going to be 16 straight wins. And they're going to be coming here on the road with a chance to tie the record. You got to be there in full Penguin gear. <laughs> oh, God. Meanwhile, the Penguins were here when I was back there. Correct. I, I, a bunch I, of people were like, hey, man, you want to go to the Penguin game? I'm here in town. I'm this and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm in the East Coast. I'm in Philly. Yeah. I'm in Pennsylvania, yeah. and you're in Vegas. What can't do it? Something um, is not right here. Minus six hundred. That's got to be the number. Yeah, and then Nashville probably is going to be two eighty, two fifty, somewhere in that range. Put it in the chat, boys, girls. If you're watching hockey and you like hockey, be an odds maker for this game. What is Chicago at home against Edmonton tomorrow night, Thursday, January twenty fifth? <sighs> Put your number in the chat right now. What do you think it is? I will go on record as saying it's either minus 600 or minus 650. <laughs> it, can't, it can't be less than 600. Minus $6. Are so, you kidding me? I, I'm telling you. I What would you make? Minus five? I'm going to get a bet on Edmonton. I, gotta, I, I, don't I mean, no every bet. parlay is going to have it, so it doesn't really matter. Right, so you got to make it the highest price you can. I think it's minus five. Minus 600 is where I'm at. That's what I would put. Wow. And on the flip side, the Sharks have won three games in a row, and they just won two games as plus 300 and plus 280 dogs. How about that? <laughs> They're dangerous, man. They, they are still not a team. Like, as you're betting hockey every night, be careful with the Sharks. Like, it's not just like a close your eyes and fire against them. They can burn teams like the Rangers last night. They won it outright. But that game, that game was in San Jose, right? That game was home, but the night before was against the Kings on the road in L.A. Right. And well, they the won outright. Jekyll and Hyde, too. The Kings have, have not, like, they've come back to the pack yeah. a little bit um, in the last uh, in the last month, month and yeah, a so half. Be careful in San Jose. And then one more hockey thing. You were in Philly. W was there any talk about what's going on with Carter Hart? I didn't hear anything. I right. was so now he's out of the loop yesterday. indefinite leave of absence from the Flyers which he was a major reason why they were, they were as good as they were. Yep. So this is under the NHL's player safety policy. A player can request to be removed from the team to deal with something of a personal nature, health, mental health, alcoholism. That's drugs. what this is. This isn't an injury. No, this is not an injury. No, no, no. This is him walking away from the team saying, I can't be here. For whatever reason, he's wow. ex he's exercising this. We've seen Ooh. guys do this with gambling addictions, um, alcohol, drugs, personal problems, you know, family Jeez. problems. Yeah, this is not an injury related situation. This is a, he has gone to the team and said, "I can't be here." Oh my! Yeah, so it's not good. It's a, it's a bad situation involving Carter. They Hart. play in Detroit tomorrow. Dogs in Detroit. Wow. I don't know. 
it's crazy. I watched I, again. I what they played Saturday, Sunday. They had day games, and we couldn't go. I was making my pitch, and it was the right thing to not go. I just wanted to go to a hockey game and see some people, and we couldn't do it. Um, P. Rock, I can't believe. Oh wow, there's there. allegations again. I guess it's illegal. Uh oh, it's it's a legal allegation. Okay. Oh. Okay, so I guess it's 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 a off the ice problem. Jeez. So it's it's an allegation against him. Whew. So there are so many gambling ads on the local broadcasts. I can't course. even begin to tell you. Not just sports betting, like just, just in general, right? And I because Pennsylvania's got I casinos or no? They're pushing it. They're pushing it. It's going to yeah. be. It's a big year for a lot of states back there. As soon as they. Yeah, they have it in in Pennsylvania. So that's why you get the uh, I casino ads on top of the gambling ads, stop on top of the property and spots. And you guys have casinos in the Atlantic City ads and the Vegas ads, and over and over and over and over, over and over and over. So get some guys putting minus five fifty, minus four eighty. Bonvi, you're a little light. Minus four eighty. There is no way that the Edmonton Oilers are less than minus five hundred tomorrow. Well, that's, that's way too. Your number's way too light. Joe, to well, look at hold on a second. But that's where Tyler he has it in minus 450. Yeah, that's too low. Yeah, that's what Tyler's that will, got. That will be too low, Tyler. So we'll never get any bets on the dog there. We got to get it. <laughs> we got to try to get a bet on the dog. Uh, you were on MLB Network while you were over there. Yes. He's a little pop in and said, I said hello to the boys in, in person. And then we found out that Andrew Jones did not make the Hall of Fame. Are you of the opinion like me that this is absolutely crazy that Andrew Jones did not make the Hall of Fame? Man, I don't know what it is. Here's like, the votes just on, on the screen. You guys can see Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer all in. Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield, Andrew Jones, short, did not make it to Cooperstown. Uh, in case you're curious as to why am I upset, Jim Bowden, former GM in Major League Baseball, called Andrew Jones the greatest, the best defensive center fielder in history. 25 or more home runs in nine different seasons. So 20 or more bases in four different seasons. He's won 10 gold gloves. He scored a hundred runs, four times, drove in a hundred runs, five times. And according to Jim Bowden, because he didn't retire five years earlier, many voters never saw him play in his prime. And thus he fell, he falls short from the hall. Andrew Gibson writes four players in major league baseball history have 10 gold gloves or more and 400 or more home runs. They are Willie Mays, Mike Schmidt, Ken Griffey Jr., all in the Hall of Fame. Andrew Jones is number four, and Andrew Jones is not in ba the Baseball Hall of Fame. Can't figure How? this one out. Be perfectly honest. It was great seeing Vescursion. He said to say hello. Hi. I really enjoyed when he came on with us. HR, Harold Reynolds asked me for Super Bowl tickets. He of said course. he's coming out for the Super Bowl. I was nice. like, all right, HR, let me see what I can do. <laughs> but it was fun. Got to meet the producers and people behind the scenes that I've been talking to for a couple of years. So that was great. But they brought up the Hall of Fame. I thought Andrew Jones was one of the ones getting it. Like, and I got a special connection to him because I went down to Curacao in 1997. Mm -hmm. That was his rookie year. Oh, wow. And no joke, the entire island stopped every time he was at bat. Every single time. If you were at a place with a TV and Andrew Jones was at bat, everything stopped. In the room, in the in the office, we answered phones. There was no internet wagering. Everyone had a phone. They had to answer the phone, take bets, and then hang up. When Andrew Jones was on, 
the girls wouldn't answer the phone. Wow. I had to institute a rule that if it's busy on a Sunday, got to answer it. Andrew Jones is up. I'm changing the channel because we watched every single Braves game wow. for almost two years. Every single one was on, and Andrew Jones was a kid off the island. He's from Curacao. So I started watching his career at the beginning, followed it all along, and I agree with that statement. He was the best defensive center fielder that I saw. Like, there were there have been some great ones, but he played so shallow. And he would go back and get balls. He would cut balls off. Andy Van Slyke was great. Mm-hmm. Another great defensive center fielder. Is defense underrated to get in the Hall of Fame, people? 100%. And it doesn't factor into the same war metric bullshit that these, these, these voters go through all the time. And look, I'm the worst at this argument because if I have to think about you as a baseball Hall of Famer, you are not a baseball Hall of Famer. I, I think it should be very – I don't think it should ever be a debate. I think it's just are you one of the best players of your generation? If the answer is yes, you're in. Andrew Jones, he was with for that Braves team. You can talk about all the pitching you want with the Braves team, but that defensive prowess in the center of that diamond – from right center to left center, he covered it all. He was unbelievable, and he was really good at the plate. Now, he didn't get 2,000 hits. I don't care. Like, <laughs> that's what these, like, metrics that people are using. Like, I'm not putting someone in. You don't have 2,000 hits? Not a Hall of Famer. Wait, what? He was unbelievable defensively. How like, does someone vote for someone they didn't see play? Do your research or give up your vote. Go watch I think him. That's, I think that's one of the things that has, like, you know, baseball people and baseball fans upset. Like, what are you measuring it on? Like, how how did you come to this point? You know, they they Vescarjan asked me on the set live. There's five guys I think we'll get into more. I said five. They don't let anybody in five. Like in the first first right. ballot, guys. I don't. Do you, but do you care about that? The first ballot thing. I don't care about that. How do you vote for a guy? Next year, because it's not his first. Year. It's so stupid. It's like, is he a Hall of Famer is or not? Well, I can't not? vote him because he's a first ballot. I don't care what number he is. Is, is, is he or is he not? Because like, I don't is, care. That pisses me off. That whole idea of like, well, you know, certain greats. You know, Mickey Mantle wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, so like, I can't put this guy. I don't care. The first ballot tab. It's, it's only a baseball thing. It's only a wonky, stupid baseball <laughs> thing that they're worried about whether a guy goes in first or second try. Yeah, that matters. I don't know if there's rules about that. There is. Oh, no, there is. First ballot, because you get to use that moniker. First no, I know an unwritten rule, but I, I is there a rule in the voting no. standards? No, no, like no, you no, can't no. vote for this guy unless he's a real, true first ballot Hall of Fame. No, that's an individual baseball stupid rule. Okay. Unwritten, dumb thing only baseball does. You never hear that with the NBA. Oh, first ballot NBA Hall of Famer. Can't vote for him. Sorry, I'll wait till next year. I'll vote for him as a second time. Huh? It's so hard because a lot of times then the guys that are coming in next year eligible are more worthy of the votes. And that's how guys get less and less votes. Right. That's Billy Wagner. That's Billy Wagner's problem because he's, I mean, look at the number of, I mean, he's top 10 in saves in baseball history and he can't get in because he keeps on getting passed by guys who are coming up and get placed onto the ballot and he can't get in. I don't know how you're going to measure for hall of fame numbers anymore because the numbers with the metrics and 
I like to call them the baseball nerds, but they're not nerds, but they're just strictly yeah, looking at numbers. Right. They're gonna nothing's gonna be measured the same. No. So sure. how do you how now do you do with- what do we do? I mean, just what? ask the chat. We got we got a zillion people just popped in here. Thank you again. It's right after noon Pacific, right after three o'clock Eastern Pacific. Something stops, something ends, or you guys just get back on the break. We got a huge influx of people. Is Andrew Jones a Hall of Famer? Yes or no? Put that in the chat. Football Best guy, football guy. Football yeah. guy, ninety-seven. Can you make a poll, P. Roll? Will the people vote for yeah, a poll? Sure. Andrew Jones, Hall of Famer, yes or no? And we'll put up our first poll of the day. Um, I vote. I'm voting yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm surpri- I'm really surprised by this. This is one of those ones that I he didn't get in. I, I'm I'm shocked, and I'm I'm with you, Goroff. I'm surprised Billy Wagner didn't. Get, I thought the five would be Jones, Wagner, and then the three that got in. How many closers are in the Hall of Fame? It's um, hard, right? Yeah, there's not many. I mean, I know like Lee Smith's in, right? Or is Lee Smith not in? I honestly don't. There was always an argument argument about Lee Smith, uh, but closers are having a tough. Closers are like kickers and punters in the and for, for the NFL Hall of Fame. Mm. They don't really know how to right. put them in. I think there's what one kicker in the NFL that's in the hall of fame. So like, that's the problem that there's not a lot of people who are, you know, consistently getting in as being great kickers. And there's some, I mean, Adam Vinatieri and Justin Tucker and like there's kickers who are going in the hall of fame, but like Ray guy is in the hall of fame. He's like the only punter, right. Who's in the hall of fame. Ooh. So like, there's just not that many punters who are in the hall of fame. Same thing with closers, just not that many closers who are in the hall of fame, but you know, there should be a bunch. There's a bunch of people who had incredible longevity and stats, but they're like, oh, you got three outs at night. You're not a Hall of Famer. It's like, wait, what? It's dumb. Like, that's the problem with the voting. If you is, didn't get those outs, you, you don't win. win. Right. You don't. I but mean, then you got a guy like you, you got the next graphic, Joe Maurer got in. Yep. He didn't win anything. <laughs> right? He didn't win anything. I don't, Joe Maurer. Look, if you ask me, Joe Maurer hit 20 home runs once and never had a 100 RBI season, he's in the Hall of Fame. For his defense? If you ask me, is Joe Maurer a baseball Hall of Famer, my quick answer is no. Like, boom, no. Joe Maurer, no. Great player, not a Hall of Famer. No, no way. Was Joe Maurer ever a guy going into the year you thought, oh, God, we got to stop Joe Maurer. Like, this is really – no. He was a good player on a team for a long time. But he was never one of the guys. He was never one of the faces of the league. That's right. where the, that's why I agree with some people who said, and Wetzel was saying it last night, and, and, and so was Kurtz, but like the Hall of Very Good right. versus the Hall of Fame. Right. Like we have decided that we want to have multiple people in. We've we've lowered the bar as to what actually a Hall of Famer is. And we we've watered it down to the point now where you can put a Joe Maurer in. Cause he really shouldn't be in. Like that's because he was a twin and a Midwest guy. And like, so you're trying to do, I mean, just a lot of politics. D Stout just came in a chat. Whoa, Dave, cool it down on our hometown, boy. That's the problem. See, that's the whole thing that like people will D Stout, but I mean, it's, but it's the Midwest, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's the Midwest. People come in and, and I agree with Daniel G good story, not a hall of fame baseball player, but that's the problem with the hall of fame. Is it like, there's all politics to go into it small market team and you know, how many twins players are in and when's the last time a twins player went in and all, oh, you're not going to put Mauer in Oh, you got to put Mauer in because you start doing comparative stats and that that guy's in, and this guy's got to be in versus just like looking at the player and going like, 
Was he ever one of the best five or 10 players in baseball ever? No. No matter what year he played, At Joe Mauer. No. I mean, fine. At his position, but that's not what I'm, I'm talking about. In all of baseball, like the Hall of Fame, that's the problem with closers, right? right. It's like we're, we're taking this and we're, we're taking the position and we're removing the position instead of looking at the player and going right. like, what did you do as a player on the field? Not, not versus your peers. What did you do in the era you played in? I don't care how many infielders or outfielders or closers or pitchers, or whatever. It's like, is Mariano Rivera a closer, a hall of famer as a closer? Yes. <laughs> like it's not even, I don't need to, to blink an eye, but you start going down with some other names and like, but it would, been, would Joe Maurer have been a, a more of an argument for yes, if he played in New York or he played in, no, or he played no, in, no, not to me. The numbers aren't there. Like he, he, I think he wouldn't be a hall of famer if he did play in those markets. Cause he'd be held up to the standards those teams have had before him. Mm. So he gets judged softly because he played in Minnesota. That gets him off. I get some more votes. He had more attention because of it. If he had played on the Yankees, his stats, there's like five guys in a lineup for the Yankees that have his stats. What he hit 18, 19 home runs and drove in 80 RBIs. Whoopee. That's like half the lineup for these good teams across history. So th- that's my problem that like we've completely watered this stuff down. And then Andrew Jones didn't get 2000 hits. So, uh, so like that, that's where you pick and choose with the numbers argument. That's where you go, wait, hold on. That's, I don't know. I mean, name 10, name 10 center fielders in history right. that better Jones. defensively than Andrew Jones for as long as he did it. I don't know if I could do that. 10. And, I, and, and, oh. and, and, and here's the problem, right? He would have a better stats on a better team. I goose. Here's the problem. Baseball is the ultimate one-on-one sport. Your teammates don't your, your teammates aren't up there with you at the plate. It's you against the pitcher. It doesn't matter what team you play on because the Padre teams that we saw Tony Gwynn play on sucked for years. Yeah, they got to the World Series once. But most of the team, most of the years, the Padres were not a good, not a good they baseball could, team. They couldn't win their division. They had the Dodgers and the Giants in the division. I mean, they 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 didn't. You had to win a division to get in the playoffs. Wade was the Boggs, for. Wade Boggs played on a Red Sox team that couldn't get past the Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he batted 320, 340 all the time. Yeah. Hits, yeah. hits, doubles, doubles, hits, RBIs, doubles. Did you do like, something different with the settings on the on the uh, voting poll? It's white on my screen now. It looks great. Pops. I did, I did not do anything. That's, looks fantastic. Has our logo at the top, all these things. Oh. And, um, overwhelming amount of votes so far. 92% said Andrew Jones is a Hall of Famer. How can we all see it? And this guy's voting. <laughs> can't. I don't know. It's, it's, it's again, un, unwritten rules of he didn't get 2,000 hits, so we can't put him in. It's the dumbest thing ever. How do I feel about Pudge? I'm okay with Pudge. Defensively, I wouldn't. I mean, you never ran on the guy. You just didn't run on him. He had an absolute cannon. Defensively, Wait, he was incredible. He in? Pudge got in, yeah, right? Yeah, last year, right? Pudge is in? He should be if he's For not. his defense, yeah. yeah. I mean, what... Like I was for a decade the best defensive catcher of baseball, yeah. bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. I mean, his offense wasn't tremendous. People made the case his offense wasn't great, but he's in. I mean, 14 All Star games, 13 gold gloves, both tops for any catcher in Major League Baseball history. Yes, he's a Hall of Famer. 
Johnny Parlay, uh, our guy who's always here on the show, uh, JR33312 in the chat, said Dave Parker and Dale Murphy still not in. Like, those are two guys from my childhood mm -hmm. who have numbers. Mm -hmm. Parker has World Series. Can't get in. I, I, it's frustrating. It's We talk about these things every January when they bring this up. My guy, Yanitz, he's actually up in Cooperstown helping cover, the, the doing work with the MLB Network, talking about it. It's fun to talk about, but it's got to get, like, fixed at some see, point. See, here's the issue, okay? So this is just – I'm going to answer this question because Covey wants me to talk about this. And so – and, guys, you can always do this on Super Chats too if you ever want us to get into a topic that we aren't getting to. But he wants me to talk about whether or not this means Buster Posey is getting in the Hall of Fame. All right, so here are the numbers. Posey, 302 career average, 372 on base percentage, 031 OPS, 158 home runs, 1,063 starts as a catcher. Mauer, 306 average, 388 on base, 827 OPS, 143 home runs, 885 starts as a catcher. Each one, one MVP and five silver sluggers. Maurer, six-time All-Star. Poser was a seven-time All-Star. Maurer won three gold gloves and three batting titles. Posey won one of each. Posey won three World Series championships while Maurer never won a playoff game in his career. He went 0-10. Hmm. Is Buster Posey a Hall of Famer? Yes. I mean, compared to Maurer? No. No. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I would not, if I had a vote, I would not have put Joe Maurer in. I, 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 again, I don't, if I'm sitting down and looking at the best players I've seen in my opinion, it would take me like an hour and a half to get to Joe Maurer. Took a long time for me to get to Joe Mauer before I was like, man, that guy, holy shit, that guy. Whoa, whoa. Like when I watched the twins, I was like, this team's garbage. Like Mauer, no Mauer. Like it just my whole entire life. Just wanted that team to beat the Yankees one time. They every time they got into the playoffs, they had to play the Yankees. Oh, and 10. They, he went 0 oh, and 10 in his career. Not just like one playoff game. Mauer went 0 oh, and 10. Not his fault. I'm just saying Posey played on a much better team, but Posey's numbers are better. Yes, Buster Posey is a, is a baseball Hall of Famer 100%. I still hate the fact that his leg injury is why we can't block the plate, but, you know, fine. Baseball <laughs> overreacted on that for sure. All right. Ravens are up to minus four. How about Championship weekend, weekend. Does this mean Mark Andrews is playing? What do you make about this? It's a it's a Tuesday evening line move. It happened last night where it moved to four, and now yeah. it's pretty much four everywhere. Yeah. Why? And when do the limits open up for championship weekend? They should be open now. Okay. So was that I, would, why? I mean, like Wednesday before uh, yeah. they should be open. So is that why the number, that's why the number came in on the Ravens? Yeah. I mean, at one place, two places, maybe they bet them. Um, the, the Ravens is the, the, the sharp side. There's no, okay. the Chiefs has been a great story. And there's other stories that come with the Chiefs and, the games and the the booth and the brother without the shirt on and all this other stuff. But the Chiefs went and won that game in Buffalo. Now they're going to go to Baltimore and win. Win? I, I, I You know every guy, Rhombus Parallel, I can't wait to lay the Ravens. I think that's what moved the number up. Okay. I took three night of. I never bet night of, but it was three in Vegas. And I was like, thank you. I'm taking was the really? Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. It was six and a half here too with San, with San Fran. The openers were three and six and a half. East Coast was three and a half and seven. 
Wow. So our guys opened late, got the money immediately, went right up. Yeah, it's painted four, but some offshore places are still three and a half. Okay. Which I think we're testing the water a little bit here. To go back down? Which is fine. No, you just, I mean, like if we're going to open the limits today and we're going to get somebody to take four, we got to know today. Okay. I want to know the earlier I know where we got to go to get the dog money in this situation. There's three games left, Pierrot. Right. Two Sunday in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's it. And then football's done. Some books will close, you know, the local guys. <laughs> they're, they're done. Yeah, they're I'm done, I'm done right. with this. I don't need no basketball. I'm good. A lot of people drop off, won't bet. True. So you got to get it while you can. 44, 44 and a half. This number's coming up. Down. Circa went down. Oh, it was 45 open. Yeah. Circa's down. And a half. Circus down to 44. Out of circus to 44. The rest of 44 and a half is a break. It's wild because the Ravens are the uh, of the of the top four teams in the history of DVOA. The other three have won the Super Bowl. The Ravens are the number one team. They're the highest rated DVOA defensive team in history. What's DVOA stand the, for? It's eventually it's it's a metric that takes all of your stats for defensive and puts it into one number. DVOA. Yes. If you guys know what that means, put it in the chat. I'll read it. I don't defensive know defensive variance. I forget the whole acronym, but it's a stat that I've used. Everybody uses it because it's essentially takes every major key defensive stat, rolls it into one number and spits it out. And this Ravens defense is the best of all time. And the other three behind them won the Super Bowl. Mm. So th- this is a guys, defense. Put, put the line where you're at in the state you're at with the, with this game. But it is three and a half or four. I mean, Lamar's going to have to do his best job of throwing a game by throwing two picks and two and have a fumble or two. Like they got to give this game to Kansas City, in my opinion. If they play a clean game, Casey's going to have a really hard time. That Bills defense was so banged up. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. They couldn't run. They couldn't tackle. They're seeing the. I mean, Clowney is going to go to work, man. They've got pass rushers they've got guys in the secondary mm. Mahomes is going to be running for his life here and defensively look I, if Josh Allen can run around and Josh Allen had a couple amazing throws and amazing plays Lamar's got weapons and if they get Mark Andrews back in this game oh my AOWN thank you defense adjusted value over average every number spun into one yes thank DVI. you that's but they're um, but the Ravens are unbelievable and it's it's going to be fun to watch and see what game plan Andy Reid has because you're going to need somebody to step out here that has not been there because you know what they're going to do they're going to shut down Kelsey and they're shut down Rice and say somebody else is beating us who else is going to beat us Pacheco okay and that's possible but you're running the ball against that Ravens defense good luck <laughs> no one runs on them so <laughs> that's the problem. The Houston-Baltimore game was tied 10-10 at halftime, was it not? It was, but that was due Were to... Were you worried at all that they could actually pull the upset? Not at all. Did it make you sweat about covering the spread? Yeah, it did. Nine and a half. I bet it. I laid it. Yeah. I, I was worried about it, but it didn't. But the only score they had on offense was a kick return. That's yeah. it. So it's like they weren't scoring. They weren't moving the football. I, I was like, as long as this offense comes to life, like I thought they were missing Mark Andrews a ton of the first half. 
So I thought like Lamar was constantly looking over the middle, like where's Andrews and he wasn't there. So they had to make some changes. They put it more on Lamar to run. And once they started to open that up and the defense got tired chasing Lamar, it was good and good night. It was just a blowout. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I I do think they win and they win in cover. I see KD Dow's in the chat. Hello. Good to see you, KD Dow. She said they didn't have a single play inside the 25, yeah. the Texans. Right. They moved the ball. She's all in. She got emotionally she, she involved with this Ravens in. team. She, Jay Dow took her to a game. She's all in. Ravens I, fans are all – they're yeah, ready I, to go. Come here I, to Vegas. It's going to be nuts. I was talking to, to my friend Matt the other night, and, and like we're going back and forth, and he's like, what are you going to do about the 11-1 to future? And I'm like, I'm not sure I'm hedging. I, I I might just make sure I don't lose money and just bet one unit on money line for the chiefs. Right. But I don't know if I'm going to, I haven't made up my mind yet as to exactly what I'm going to do. I, I, I might do two or three, maybe just to like, if I'm dead wrong and the chiefs win, I at least triple my money. But I, I don't know. You know I, what you I, could do for fun is take the chiefs uh, Super Bowl scenarios in the exactus and just lock up both, you know, because those are big prices. Which interesting, would, which would give you action into the Super Bowl, and then hedging, and hedge and head the other side, right? And then take the other side. Oh, I love that. All right, that's why I love talking to you. They're, okay, they're be that's dogs. I never, I never even plus, thought about plus, that. Plus, plus, all that other stuff, and you'll have plus money all over the place. Because I'm, I'm assuming like Chiefs over Lions has to be ridiculous. It's probably I haven't looked, but I was looking at that stuff was with my brother and we were just talking about it and he just goes it's Ravens Niners why are you even talking about it like you know brother Dan just you know he, he got down he's not wrong I, I I mean look does this get off a disc go over seven open six and a half I have six and a half I, I took it I'm on three I'm on six and a half I'm gonna tease the holy hell out of this game like this is and I don't care how high this goes I'm teasing it down taking the Niners are you yeah, I know a lot. Look, the Lions are a great story. Jared Goff is 0-5 in his last five games against the 49ers. Jared Goff outdoors. Jared Goff against, you know, in this type of pressure-packed moment, this is like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is fadeaway central for me. <laughs> like, this is just, there's no way in holy hell I am going to trust Jared Goff to win this game. You saw it raining on Sunday, right? And Brock didn't like it. 72 and sunny. Gorgeous kickoff. We're no problems there. Yes. Brock Purdy in the weather is going to be a problem. Brock Purdy does not like throwing a wet football. We have, we now know that. I hate it. Throwing a wet football. I don't blame Brock. Be played ball at Iowa high. state though. Like, come on. Always bro. sailed high. Always. But, um, what's the best Super Bowl for business? Niners. Well, no, we win. There is no, to me, I've already, I tweeted this. There is no bad left of the final four. There is nothing bad. Every matchup is good. Every matchup is good. Lions have never Lions have never played in the Super Bowl. They will take oh, over, they will take the city. Say over. it again. Okay. They will take over the city. The, the city. Niners, the whole state. Yeah. The Niners. It'll be amazing. The if Niners the come here. Michigan. The whole state. Yeah. Transplants itself here for a week. The Niners are the richest fan base that will come here all week. Fill up every hotel room and every party will be completely full and bonkers. The Chiefs fans travel as well as any fan base in the NFL. We know oh, this. Yeah. Chiefs will be here in force. And the Ravens 
haven't played in the Super Bowl since Harbaugh. Well, what was it been 10 years for them since they played in the Super Bowl? But we know they're when coming. When the lights went out. Yeah, right. That Super Bowl, right? So last so, time. So they're going to be here. You know, Ravens fans are going to be here by the thousands if they're here. So Ravens Niners is good. Niners Chiefs is great. Chiefs versus Lions. There is no scenario that we will not have a really fun week talking about the game. We're in a good spot. Oh, man. Which is all we wanted. I wanted to get here where we had four teams with four storylines and four good options. So it doesn't right. matter. So I'm not cheering against anybody per se from a Vegas perspective. Yeah, you're cheering against the Chiefs. Chiefs coming here will be fun, though. Oh, I think it would be very. I mean, it would be fun. I, like, I, I get to, I get to spit my gear vitriol gear for a week. It's great. I mean, kidding me for, for content. I get to spit vitriol for a week. I'm all in on it. Chiefs could come here. It'd vitriol. be great. Vitriol. vitriol. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I, 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 would, I would spit fire and, you know, venom for a whole week at them. Yeah. I would love it. Too much red if it's Niners Chiefs. Way too much red. That's a lot of red. A lot, of, a lot red. of red. It is a lot of red. I, that, that's the why it, it hurts my eyes, all that red. What about the total? It's 51. <laughs> Tie. Did you say 72 and sunny? Yeah. Gorgeous weather. Perfect weather. I thought that the um Lions and the Buccaneers, because everyone and their mother was on the over. I thought, oh, this would be the game that goes under. And it was under until the I end. Bet, I bet over. And then it went over. Yeah. That was yeah. This would be another one of those ones. Is this number high enough? Only like because of the under. I don't think the Lions are scoring. Okay. No? No. So I I think you're gonna see this defense. Uh again, I'm not buying Jared Goff. So this number can go under because this could be 34-10. This feels like when I was a kid. This feels like watching San Francisco when I was a kid going oh. in the in the in the, the title game oh. was a speed bump. They just oh. blasted the team that they're playing on the way. Right. And then the real game was the next in two weeks when they play in the Super Bowl. That's the real game for the Niners. I don't know. I think that I I think that Lions will score. I don't know. The Lions better figure out how to slow down San Francisco. I feel like San Francisco is going to score. I agree, but I'm, I'm not sure the Lions are going to do keep. Lions got to do their part to keep up. Team total San Fran over. I like. Oh man, this is going to be it's going to be a fun Sunday. I can tell oh, you that without a doubt, it's going to be great. And I just, I'm glad I'm here in right? Vegas in the West Coast noon and three thirty. Perfect. 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 I was I had to keep my eyes open like this on Saturday night. I'm like. What in the hell? This game is taking forever. Uh, my brother's over there. He's making fun of me because he's like, it's not even halftime yet. You're over there doing head bobs. And he has two lazy boys next to each other where him and JoJo sit and watch on the one in the living room. Mm -hmm. And Me and him got that room and the girls were in the other room. And I was doing head bobs. It's late. It's late. late start. Sucks. And then that UFC thing. Oh, oh. goodbye. Forget it. I would take a nap before that even started. Twelve thirty. The walk. The walk was at twelve thirty for that fight. Oh, it was one o'clock in the morning when a fight started. Right. Walk. It took a half an hour for the walk and the way and everything else. Fight started at one a.m. Yeah. Which is how they like it. Which is how they they do it. Even in Toronto, which I thought it might have been East Coast time. It's like maybe they're going to do it. You know, differently. Nope. Toronto because on the East Coast sometimes there's curfews, so they make it. They make the, the fight end by one. But nope. Did Green Bay show anything. JPC the fourth. Claire just came in and said, 
Green Bay gave us the blueprint how to nope. score. No? Nope. Nothing. You're not buying. No. Because you caught them the same way that you caught the Ravens. Just took them a little bit to figure it out. Just took them a little bit to get their get everything squared away. Like they hadn't played football in a while. So they were they were rusty. Green Bay should have won that football game, Piro. Should have? Why? I mean, it took a late drive. I, I, a career maker for Purdy yeah. to go down and score that the, touchdown. They were gonna, they were losing the game in late in the fourth quarter. The throw that Jordan Love made at the end of that game. Oh, that was brutal. The Packers yeah. did not deserve to win that game. Did they not deserve to win. Opportunities. They should have won that game. I thought they were the better team. They were one of the worst sure throws the right I've seen in playoff game. history. It's one of the worst throws in the history of the postseason. What Jordan Love did at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but all you need is a field goal. Like you you have every chance to get into overtime and you roll to your right, you throw to your left off your back foot into triple coverage. Oh, yeah. Like that was, I, I, I mean, every replay was like, what in the hell were you thinking with that throw? <sighs> so no, I don't agree with you. I do not believe the Packers deserve to win that game. They could have won that game. I don't think they deserve to win that game. But they didn't. And this is why you play at home. Look, two teams on the road have won so far. One, the throw oh. up on yourself, Cowboys. And the two hands around your neck, choke artist, Buffalo Bills. Everyone else at home has won. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what did you just call the Bills? The choke artist, Buffalo Bills. <laughs> let, me, let me put my baby behind. I, I mean, what, what else do you call Bass missing Here that kick? Go. What else do you call go. him? That, that's that's a choke. <laughs> that's what that is. It's an absolute choke. Oh, where's my listing glasses? For yeah, I feel that was bad. a choke. Yes, I feel bad for the Bills, but Bass's kick. Do you? Is, no, you yes. don't. You do not. Yeah, I do because I got to deal with more Taylor Swift bullshit. So yes, I I, I am. You don't feel bad for the Bills. I don't feel bad for them in the same way that I'm like crying, like, oh no, like my heart's aching for them. Right. No, I mean, it's whatever. Go jump through a table, Bills fans. But it's. I, I would have loved Buffalo fans oh. to come here. It would have been super fun to see the Bills come here and play. It would have been it would have been nice. But if you're not going to beat Mahomes in that game, in your place, with that weather. They didn't punt until the fourth quarter. You're never beating the Bills. Sorry, you're never beating the Chiefs. You're not beating the Chiefs. Like, it's just, it's how it is. It, it, Manning got it. Manning got it. That kick, P-Rope, the tie. Scott Norwood 2.0, baby. Wide right. Seen it before. He had digs open on an early pattern. What the hell was that? Or missed. Did, did see him? No, he didn't look for it because that's the problem with Josh Allen. Oh. It's all or nothing. Now we've that's the problem. This is this is such an indictment in why Josh Allen needs to go. I don't know. Go find like a Manning camp to go to or something, and take what the defense has given you, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, you can't always try. For the home run, you can't always be the hero. Sometimes you got to just check it down and take what you got in front of you because that moves the chains. That puts you in a better field goal position. I, I don't know. I, I don't understand. I, I don't get the throws. I don't get the plays. The defense getting hurt sucks, but that's sports, man. That just, you have to find a way to overcome. And they did for the most part. They, had, they were right there. Chance to kick. The problem with the kick though, and I'll say this, the Chiefs are going to win the game anyway. There was too much time on the clock. Too much time. Mahomes, Mahomes is going to go down there. There's too and much time on the clock. 
And we know what Buckner can do in the weather. Right. He was, Buckner was going to make a 50 yarder to win the game. Like, and that might've hurt worse. To be honest, it may have hurt worse to watch Mahomes go down the field and kick a 50 yard field goal and beat you in your place. That may have hurt more than having your guy miss it. You know what I was rooting for, don't you? What? Overtime. Overtime? Yeah. <laughs> Both teams have the football final. Overtime. The right rules. I was trying, I was telling Jess, because I knew we were going up Monday and all this other stuff. I'm like, listen, this game goes to overtime. Matt and I got to do the show. <laughs> it's only fitting that if we get overtime after they change the rules yep. because of this game, yep. went to overtime before. I said, you got to let me do 30 minutes with him. We'll just talk about overtime. We'll talk yep. about the Bills game. Talk about the Chiefs. No matter what happened. And then he missed it. Ugh. And she's like, good. We're going up to school tomorrow. You're not doing a show, Mike. Okay. Fine. How it is. Here's a here's a question, not really to anything except for the media. There are two topics that are driving me crazy right now. The first is this Brock Purdy question. Like, is Brock Purdy good? Why does everyone care? Why are they so sensitive with this they whole thing? content? Right. They're really sensitive though. Like they've hit a nerve here. Like Amy Trask, I was listening to San Francisco Sports Talk Radio yesterday. And it's like Amy Trask this, Amy Trask that. San Francisco Sports Talk Radio here? Yeah, on, online. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, because I want to hear what they're saying about the game. I want to hear like, I'm just looking oh, oh, to okay, hear about okay, how okay. they're breaking it down. Good. Hey, I had a lot of time on my hands because you were fucking gone. So I could right. <laughs> find things fair. to do. So okay. during the day, I had to find things to do. One of which was I started listening to different you know stations around the country and listening to San Francisco. Amy Trask, the former executive, now turned media personality, said that Brock Purdy, she said essentially what I said when I asked you last week, that if you take Brock Purdy of the seven quarterbacks who are on other teams that were still alive, would you upgrade the position by putting Brock Purdy on that said team? And the only one we came up with were the Lions, but taking Jared Goff on it and putting Purdy there, maybe he'd be a better fit there. But Goff every other quarterback, great game, though. He did. Every other quarterback, you would say, no way. That has really angered, like really angered San Francisco media. That people are questioning Brock Purdy and all they want to do is criticize him, but they won't give him any credit for the first ever come from behind victory going into the fourth quarter for Kyle Shanahan with the Niners. And like, okay, like we got to get over this. And then we have to stop talking about Taylor Swift and what she is and she is not up to about like Kelsey. He was unbelievable. Okay. Jason Kelsey is a national treasure. Protect that guy at all costs. Send him to every game, like legitimately send him to every single game. How much fun is it for guys that have been playing football for two decades to go, and to go to a lose. game and tailgate, go to yeah. sit in a VIP next to Taylor Swift, yes. who's dating his brother. Right. Like, he's living it up. Those boxes are pretty ridiculous, though. They need a new stadium so desperately. Those those boxes are awful in Buffalo. <laughs> Did you see what it looked like? It was like a prison cell no, <laughs> i just, just saw him jump out yeah take a picture and all but that's really bad you could in. jump out of a suite like that and jump back in i mean it was it was really interesting to me because like i think we've all had relationships where like your your other is sort of the calm one and you get a little loose and like you get tapped on the shoulder and you're like hey she doesn't like this you gotta stop like patrick Mahomes, his father telling jason kelsey that his wife said cut it out and get inside and put a shirt on Oh, was my favorite video of the weekend. Yeah, Mahomes' dad is like, hey, Jason, um, Kylie, I think his, his wife's name is. Yeah. She's yep. like, Kylie said, get in, get your ass in here <laughs> and get a shirt on. 
Yeah. <laughs> Any, which is like, I think so many of us can relate to that being like, Hey, um, she's getting embarrassed by what you're doing. Stop it. <laughs> you have to cut it out. Happens every day in this house. She tells me I'm extra everywhere we go. It's too much, but my God, can we not? I mean, Taylor's not coming to Vegas, everybody. Okay. She's going to be in Tokyo. So don't worry. We get one more week of Taylor. She's going to go one more trip. And then she comes to the Super Bowl. She's canceling the shows in Tokyo. She'll be here. I can't. There's absolutely no way that's happening. There is no way in it that is happening. She will be in Tokyo for the Super Bowl. Maybe she might put it up on the screen or something, but she is not going to be at that event. I think the NFL is doing a much better job than they did at the beginning of the season with her being at the games. I mean, they show her when something happens or there's just something and that's it. Like it's not no, a can deal. you please show her when they lose, when they're losing, stop showing her in the positive. It's not a story. That sucks. That's boring. I want to see her cry. Oh, see, so you're, you're just nasty. No, I, I, if you're going to show me the good, this is, Dave, I'm this awful. way in everything. You're going to, you want to celebrate your victories. Well then take the losses with the same amount of attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everything in life. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to sit there and so every time Travis scores a touchdown and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is so wonderful. Show me when he drops a, you know, a third down and six pass. Right. Show me when they're down by a touchdown and they score. Show me the box then. Like, if you're going to show me it once, show me it consistently. Show me it throughout the game. Don't just show me the good stuff. Show me the bad stuff. That's what makes me mad. The only thing that I'm angry, I don't care about showing Taylor. Show all you want. It's fine. But I don't need to see it every time. If Travis does something good. It's automatically to Taylor. My own damn daughter told me this morning. She goes, I want to watch the game. I said, right. why? She goes, because Natalie loves the Chiefs. And she says, we have to watch the Chief game because she wants to talk about it on Monday. I was like, excuse me? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I want to watch the Chief game. I was yeah. like, oh, God, you're like Jessica. I'm like, we're all over. Like, This is like, what are we doing? 50 million people watched that game. It's the highest rated divisional game in all, of all time. Perfect time. Sunday Perfect night. Time. Perfect, Perfect time. time. Prime time. There wasn't a reason to go outside back east. No, nope. it was so cold <laughs> that weekend. Sunday, thank goodness it stopped snowing. But like we were locked in, we didn't get up off the couch. The dogs had to check on us while my brother and I and our wives were sitting with us. Everybody took a nap during the Detroit Tampa game, and everybody was awake for the Kansas City Buffalo game. Did you see when Travis went like this? Yeah, that was cute. Home? That was cute. I like that. But who was that like, too? Everyone was like, who was that too? Taylor, his brother, or his mother? Who was that too? Or all of them? Who was that too? It's Taylor. It wasn't to Jason. It's Taylor's. It's Taylor's. That That's Taylor's. Yeah. Thing. That's her so thing. I, I have pictures of Madeline at Taylor Swift doing that at Taylor. Like, exactly. they all do that. Yes, right. I have that. But like, it's, it's really funny to me because you see the press conference today involving John Harbaugh. I haven't seen anything yet okay. today. No. Some asshole press person asked him, does he have Taylor Swift music on his phone? And he said, yes. And they asked him, are you going to delete it this week? And he goes, why? He said, well, because she's dating the opponent. Like she's dating the entire chief team. Like it's Taylor and the entire chief team is dating her. Like it's one guy. He looked at him. He was like, what, bro, like doing? we're playing the Chiefs. Like I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm good. I like her music. At least Harbaugh was like loose and like laughing, and I liked right. it. Right. But I was like, where are we with the media? I got some clown asking a dome coach about playing outdoors. You know, saying like it's going to be cold in Detroit. We've got that, and I got a media member asking a head coach in a in a real press conference whether he's going to delete Taylor Swift music off his phone because the girlfriend of a tight end on the opponent happens to be Taylor Swift. 
What are we doing? It's almost like something that you would like. This would be like a high school thing, like, right? Like the whole thing being asked or talked about. I feel like I'm in travel ball. I agreed. Like I'm talking about this stuff. And again, there's a lot of stuff going on with the journalism profession. No. And there's a lot of things happening with the journalist was probably from Connecticut. <laughs> that's that's a guy that gets the show. Good job, Mr. C. Good job. Us with that one. I didn't see that one coming. Nice, that's nice phenomenal. But but listen, like, yeah, asking Todd Bowles in Tampa about the weather in Detroit and not knowing that the game was being played in a dome. Listen, you're going to get, you're going to catch some flack for that as you should. Not all questions are good questions. Sometimes it's better to just not ask. I think we're in a, we're in a weird, listen, it's going to be a weird year. 2024. Yeah. Agreed. Election year. There's a lot of things happening. We're not going to talk about this shit. The whole damn the LA times newsroom got laid off yesterday. The whole thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just it, walked into somebody goodbye. I know sent me a text. Did you see this? Yeah. I'm out. I'm like, oh, what happened? The entire SI newsroom got shut down. All of them. Sports Illustrated. Goodbye. Done. Yeah. It's it's, it's bloodbath time. This is going to be one of the worst. We as a society are going to have to ask ourselves some questions about what do we want out of our media? Do we want media? Like that was a a fundamental founding principle of this entire country was freedom of the press. It's what led them away from the king rule of England. What do we want? As a country, we got to determine, do we want to fund this? Do we want to pay for this? Or do we want to be told exactly what we want to hear all the time? Well, I think it's going to make very important the sources of stuff. Like you're going to have to, I mean, and I've always been this way, but like the sources of information are going to have to be questioned and asked and repeated. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't care either way. Like, it's a fun story. Jessica noticed the jacket she was wearing, the 87 jacket. And you goes, made it? And goes, do you do you see that jacket? I'm like, yeah, that's, listen. Do you know who made you it? You were a BMOC when you were in high school, when your girlfriend wore your jacket to the games. Right. But do you know that that was made by a Niner fullback's wife? Wait a second. A Niners fullback wife made Taylor Swift a jacket. Chiefs jacket with 87 on it. Yes. She wore it to the game. Correct. So that's nice. You, all the you, travel ball moms are all getting together with the girlfriends Karen, and everybody's making them. I think her name is Karen Juszczyk. Kyle Juszczyk's wife okay. is of the Niners is incredible on social media. She takes clothing uh-huh. that, or jerseys of her husband. Yeah. And makes it into all these different like fashionable types of bags and, you know, shirts and we had a team mom that did that. Okay. That's, so, that's fun. That's, that's just, so she does. She's been doing that all year for years. Really. She's been doing this for her and her girlfriends going to Niner games, wearing all sorts of like stylish, different girl clothing. And now Taylor had her commissioned her to make her a coat for the negative eight degree temperature day. Right. And then she gave her a shout out for that. That's awesome. And now it's blowing up. Like I've been watching this for months, watching her do this. It's been pretty cool. And now it's like she has so many people making requests to have her make different types I'm of have to gear. Try to get in touch with her, see so she can make me a BVB jacket. Oh boy, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, there we go. <laughs> JC and Casey, can we get a BVB jacket? That's Jason made. Casey, thinking. So. Thinking? Yeah. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, she's in talks. The like the thing about what's cool about I, I get it. Like she's in talks. She makes it by hand. 
So like anything she does on a mass is not going to be by hand. Like she'll design it and whatnot, but like it's, she's been really, she's really talented. Like she's really making some very cool stuff, but now you have the queen mother who has worn this stuff and blessed it. It's just call her the queen. That's what Taylor is. She's the queen mother. I mean, she, she literally is. It's she's not even but, a mom. What are you talking about? She is every single Swifties mother. That's what they call her mother. And she is of their, like she wears a crown and, I don't know. I just can't believe the little girl that went on the Today Show that Jason picked up and showed Taylor and she waved. It's the first time I've ever seen Taylor not go and like meet and do a selfie. I've watched her walk across the lines of paparazzi to fans, young young girls to right. take pictures with them. And security must have told her to stay away from the window because people are going to throw snowballs at you. So I think that's why she was sta- she just stayed back and waved. Smart. Because anybody, it's Taylor. I mean, drunk Bills fans take a shot. I I pegged Taylor Swift. It's the only thing I think of because like, that's not like Taylor. She would always like a young girl like that holding up a Bills. I love you, Taylor. I I think the sign says, I'm like, I love the Bills, but Taylor, you're my favorite or something like that. And then that's where Jason picked him up and picked her up and showed her and she waved. And she went on the Today Show. (laughs) She was on the Today Show yesterday. So that's where this story is. It's completely jumped the shark. It is insane the number of young women watching the chiefs and wearing chief gear my daughter asked me for chief gear i bleep you not and i said that is never happening <laughs> i said good luck it's never happening why never buying my daughter chief gear no you give her the jersey you got it's not it's a this is this is this is this is a tyreek hill Red jersey. She won't know. Tell her it's a Chiefs jersey. It's autographed. It's. I want. I'm going to wait till Hill goes in the Hall of Fame. That's an autographed Tyreek Hill jersey. Better get some stuff on it. Who cares? That's great. <laughs> I'll give her my Chief hat. She can ruin that. You know, I, I, I do. I do have one of those. And meanwhile, I got little Kinsey Kendall. She's rooting against the Chiefs every chance she get. She's like, I've had enough of all. Good the- for Kendall. Me, and I'm going to fist bump her when I see her. Yeah. Good job. She told me the Ravens are coming here to Vegas and she wants yeah, Ravens gear. And I'm like, let's go. Hold on. We're, <laughs> she's like, I'm not from Pittsburgh. You are. Ooh. I'm like, like uh oh. We're going to have an issue here. We already had this. The two little ones had a kindergarten teacher who was a Ravens fan from right. Baltimore. Uh oh. They ended up winning the, they win the Super Bowl. The year that with the Jason happen. Casey's gonna bring bring Madeline out of there you go. There you go. Perfect. See? I'll be really curious to see what the environment's gonna be like because going to Baltimore is gonna be pretty easy for Taylor. So I mean, that's gonna be wild to watch the way the game goes. And then if they lose. How, how does how we haven't seen this yet, right? The end, the th- suddenness of a of a season being over, and Man, I mean, I, you forget about that when you watch the games. Like when the Bills missed that kick, the season was done. Yeah, and like, I mean, Jess was all excited, and me and brother Dan were looking at each other like, "What the Bills blew it again? Like they blew it again." Joke. We got Bills fans. I was thinking of Tommy the Lip. Yeah, I had to right. check on him. Exactly who I thought of. Oh, I went, I went son of a because he was right to buy those tickets. He was right to see the path. It was right there for them because I think oh. they, I think if they beat the Chiefs, they got a decent shot of beating the Bills just because I think, think defensively they would have gotten healthier, and then I think they would have gotten over the hump. Like I think the Chiefs are just the boogeyman for the Bills until right. they beat them. 
everything is going to be tough for them in the postseason until they rid themselves of that, you know, that ghost that's Patrick Mahomes. He haunts their dreams. Well, hopefully we'll be talking about all of it during Super Bowl week, whether it's, I mean, if it's these two, if it's Niners Chiefs, I mean, is Brock good versus Taylor Swift questions? We'll have two weeks Ugh, to talk about no, that. This, that's that. That's the matchup I oh. can't deal with. I, I, that, if all all the matchups I don't want, I'd rather have the Chiefs Lions. I'm serious. Oh, I would love the Lions. I think the Lions. Would I'd be rather have Chiefs fun. Lions. I'd just oh. rather stop the Brock Purdy conversation because I'm oh. really look. Brock Purdy is great for the team he is on, and that's all that matters. All right, Brock Purdy. Everyone's like, no Debo. What are they going to do? No Debo. I'm like, they're going to be okay, guys. They're going to be all right. Like, I'm serious. Like, this is a great story. The Lions are a really fun story. They've won two games at home. Debo playing this week? No. No. I'm sorry. It's a great story, but you're going on the road. Winning home games in the postseason is easy. Winning winning road games is incredibly difficult. And winning championship games on the road when you're seven-point dogs really doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen. Raymaker512 just came in, left the super chat. He said, it's great to see the BVB back. Love you. Keep producing great content. See you all in two weeks. Hopefully I can catch a show live. How about that? He's, He's coming. coming out. He's coming He's out. coming out. He'll be here. Oh, wow. Yeah. He ain't going to be wearing Chiefs stuff. I can guarantee you that. I guarantee He's going to be wearing Ravens Raven stuff. stuff, right? I mean, I think you're going to have Kittle be, although he looked a little banged up in that game. You need Ayuk to be a bigger weapon. Obviously, you need some other guys to step up, and you got to run the football. I mean, they got to be able to run the ball, and that's you know, and and for the most part, you can not consistently run on the lines, but you can run on the lines. So, you know, I I I think if you look at the way the blueprint was last week, I I think CMC's got a big game. I think he's got to run the football. That's why I think the unders in play. I don't think the overs in play that game. I think that's going to be an old-fashioned NFC. Again, I think it's a 10-point win, but... Wow. Yeah, I think Niners by 10 mm. on that. <laughs> and I look, the Lions fans are all jumping up and down. And look, I, I understand every Lions fan. You want me to be wrong, and you're going to come after me and go right ahead, okay? Oh, they're going to be lining up to get that's you. That's fine. I'm okay. I've already bet it. I don't bet early, okay? But I'm betting numbers here. And I would. that's why I'm at, I asked you. If it goes to seven and a half... I'm going to take the seven and a half. Well, it might I'll be on both bounce. sides. It's not going to stay. It might bounce there. It's not going to stay. It closes at seven. Yeah. It's listen. It's Wednesday. Is it Wednesday today? Yeah, it is Wednesday. Correct. Yes, it yeah. is. We got a game on four and we got a game on seven. Yeah. It's going to take mountains to move it. Mountains. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no, there's not going to be the need to get off it. This is going to be good handle both ways. Right. Guys in here talking about Detroit. We'll talk about it for two more days, but there's guys who believe Detroit can win. There's guys that believe they're going to get blown out. There's guys that believe that Baltimore is going to blow them out. There's people that believe the Chiefs are going to win. I mean, it's, it's, this is great for business. Yeah, for business. It's It's just phenomenal for business. As long as one of the games don't fall on a number, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the problem. And, 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 uh, no, sorry, earmuffs. Um, you can't run on the lines. If McCaffrey runs for 60, you're in deep trouble. Like, uh, you need to keep him on under 50 yards. They he haven't given up 70 yards to run no. back this year. Uh, I know in the playoffs they haven't. I don't, I don't know about the entire season, oh. but 
That's they gave up 350 yards passing to Baker Mayfield. Like, (laughs) okay. Baker throws better than Brock. I'll give you that, but Brock can still throw. Right. I just want, I want Brock. If the, if the Niners lose, I just want Brock to play well, to shut everybody up and, and stop the conversation about Brock party, because I don't, I'm not a defender of his. I'm not an Iowa state defender by any means, but like, that's where I want it to like, stop. Like, can we stop the Brock Purdy hate, please? We'll continue this conversation yes. in bonus time. Get us out of here. Yes, for sure. On this, uh, if you guys are live on YouTube and Twitter, do not move. We have a lot. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, a lot to cover. Like, yeah, basketball games, hockey games, all still to come. But if you guys are watching on Siri, Sir- listening to Sirius XM and watching on Sports Grid, thank you so much for being here. We're back tomorrow. More football, more breakdowns. But if you are live with us, you get bonus time. Okay. Um, just to kind of put a wrap on it. I'm see, this is what I mean. They beat green Bay despite Brock Purdy. Brock played well in the fourth quarter, only in the fourth quarter. Okay. Okay. That was a career defining moment drive in, in year two. Oh, that was, they had to win that game. They had the to way win. they won it with Correct. him leading that drive. And they did it. That was a big thing. I'm surprised that the talk was all down on that. Because if that was a, a guy who's come back in fourth quarters yeah. in playoff games, they're talking about how great it was and how he fought through adversity right, to get his team to the championship game. Yeah, no one wants – everybody wants to be negative. Not he, No one's giving him credit for the come-from-behind victory. They're only talking about how he got them into a spot where they were down in the fourth quarter. Yeah. He had a bad game. It's hard for a wet ball. All the above happened. Yes, Debo was out. Yes, they couldn't really run the ball that great. Yes, there was a lot of things happening. They were trailing the whole game. They still won. <laughs> like again, what? What do you got to do? You got to win with style. You got to what? What? And it's a won? great example, by the way, of always never tease to three and a half. Tease to three. Because that's I paid the extra juice. I dropped it down or pay for I I did a six and a half point teaser. You could have done a seven point teaser and gone below and you would have cashed. That three is such an important number with teasers. If you pull it down, never tease the three and a half, three, two and a half, always because you would have lost your teaser bet. If you'd done the six point teaser, you lost. So right. that was that was the that was like the betting one oh one. Topic like never lay six and a half. Yes. Never lay minus 130. Yes. Never lay minus 140 for a seven point teaser. Yes. Because juice only matters when you lose. Maybe my favorite line other than 11 versus 10 built this, which is my favorite betting phrase. Second might be you know, that's probably my third. My second one is trends are your friends until they're not, which is yours. And then my third best is I really do think about looking at you only pay the juice when you lose. So. It's the truth. To tonight we go Auburn at Bama. Look at this line move, Dave. Auburn, number eight ranked team in the country. Alabama is uh, eighth on Ken Palm. Auburn is fifth on Ken Palm. Two point win for Alabama on Ken Palm. The number now is four for the Crimson Tide tonight. Winning on the road is hard in college basketball. Did you know? It is. Beginning of the show. I did a ton of work in this game. I was I I did about an hour of research on this game to finally get to my opinion because it was oh, I was going no. back and forth, back and forth. Sometimes when you do all that work and all this overthinking, this is so. Are you betting this game? Oh yeah. Is it better to book it? Yes, but I have a much better number. Okay, so you laid it with Bama. Good. Two and a half. Okay. Bruce Pearl's press conference swayed me. 
So I went and watched his press conference from two days ago. Press conference swayed you? Yeah. He said, we're not road tested. We're going to be after this week. We're going to find out a lot about ourselves. Hmm. And I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh, because Auburn's resume is really, really weak. The number one team Auburn has played so far this year is Texas A&M, who is 41st in Kempom. Alabama has played the number one, number three, number five, number nine. They played four teams in the top 10 so far this year of Kempom. Schedule is much difficult. Now they've lost every big game. Okay. The difference is Alabama hasn't won one of these yet, but Bama beat them twice last year, beat them last year here, different teams, different. I get that, but this is a team that got smoked on the road. Doesn't fit or doesn't come into my hand to my trend because Bama's favored, Okay, but they, they got killed on the road in their last game and they're coming home to face their arch rival. Mm. This is a house of horrors for Auburn. This is going to be a crazy environment. Fun game. Best game of the night. Good. I, I will pay attention to this. I would only lay it right now, just based on the numbers I'm looking at. I need yeah. someone to tell oh, me about the total, though. The total went down to 161 last night. Ken Palm has this at 168. Went Yikes. all the way down, and now it's coming back up. It's at 163. But I couldn't. I was going to bet the over. I was like, just bet the over. And then I watched it at 161. And I was like, what don't I know? Like who's not playing. And I think the reason why it dropped so, so quickly Auburn defensively is really good. And I think they're going to take the air out of the ball. Alabama is a fast, fast. Might be their team. only way to win. I think that's what they're going to try to do. I think right? Auburn's going to play a Might tight, be their only way to win game. The game. This has sparked so. a great discussion in the chat. If you guys are not watching the show live on the YouTube channel, do so because there's a good conversation going on. About I agree with this uh, whole right there. Leg show, Leg show magazine. I mean, they need a quad one. Positive regression from their poor shooting in the last game. Plus, they need a quad one win badly. Badly, badly. They don't have one. I mean, just go through all of them, and it's just, you know, is this the time of the year we start with this quad one win bullshit? Correct. Quad yes. two and all this other shit. Yes. My head hurts when I hear all this stuff. It's, just, it's too much. Quad one, this, that, this, all these, you know, measurements for how we rate schedules and all this other stuff. It's just, uh, it's enough. I mean, we start wow. talking about Bama's going to romp Auburn tonight, Chris wow. Covey. He likes a blowout tonight. That's one of our college basketball guys, too. There you go. Okay. So I just, I look. I was going back and forth, back and forth, going like, man, winning on the road in college basketball is really tough, but it's a two and a half point number. Can Auburn win this game? Alabama hasn't beaten anybody of note. They've lost every big game that they've got. Why is it so low? I mean, like, shouldn't it be over two buckets? I mean, it's three and a half now. Paid it. There's not a four. So it's coming down. So it's coming down. It was four this morning. Okay. Well, they they took all the fours are gobbled up. Bye-bye. Okay. Paying it three and a half everywhere you look. Um, Does... Alabama just got drilled by Tennessee last drilled. game. 20 points. Yep. Drilled. On the road? On the road. Yep. Got absolutely worked. Is Alabama the same team similar to the team last year when they, if they shoot threes and miss, they get run out? Exactly the same team. Yes. Oh. That's how NATO's plays. But they're at home. That's why you heard Leg Show Magazine say positive regression. Okay. Because at, like the numbers are this. Alabama's offense, they're number two in efficiency, number three in effect, effective field goal percentage. They're 13th in three-point percentage. They're 11th in two-point percentage. 
but Auburn is 18th in three-point percentage defense, third in two-point percentage defense, seventh in efficiency, third in effective field goal percentage. It literally is strength on strength. So it's going to come down to whether or not Bama hits their shots. They're at home. They should hit their shots. Yikes. Okay. So this is this is a make or miss. You should know pretty quickly. If Bama hits their first couple of threes, look out. They may run them out of the gym and beat them by 20. But wow. Okay. It's going it's to be fun to see what happens in this game. But I like Alabama. Uh, another small number for a road favorite. Illinois, top 10 team on the road at Northwestern. Totals 146 in this one. I, I didn't bet this. I, I couldn't come up with it. I like Northwestern tonight in this game. Right. Home dog. Illinois is good, but I'm not sure how good. It's top 10, according to Kempom. It's a four-point win for Illinois, according to Kempom, against Northwestern. But this is a team at home. There again, this actually fits my trend. If you want to bet my trends, this game fits my trend. Losing a road game, coming back home as a home dog. Take this was, some points, take Northwestern. Yeah. Yep. It, they Makes lost in a Lost in Nebraska on the road in their last game. They're coming back home. They beat Maryland in their last home game, uh, 72-69. I was mm-hmm. on uh, I was on Maryland in that game, I believe. I think I was. Oh, no, maybe it wasn't. No, but no, I was not. But I like Illinois tonight. Sorry, I like Northwestern tonight. Take the points. See how high this number goes. It was four. It's three now, so it's come yep. down. I like that. Uh, and then Marquette, this is becoming our friend Stucky put this point out and I think it's interesting to come up with. If we see a breakaway of like the power conferences and like there's 60 power conference teams that move off of this. In should football we, or basketball? Well, to football, but basketball would be affected by it. Okay. Like teams like DePaul, we should have conversations about like a regulated, a regulation league, like a conference. Relegating like, them? Yeah. Like relegate, k- kicking them out. Like, so where to like some like, like kicking them out of the power five out of like the 60, like there's 60 teams and the worst ones get booted. DePaul is an absolute train wreck. Like they are so bad. 18 points. They're 18 point home dogs in conference play. Wow. Like what are, like what are we doing? What are we doing is right. This is a 17 point line. According to Kempom, DePaul is so they bad. Coach did Whitrock. Yes, just the- he's right. Yeah, they fired their head coach. They've lost, uh, let's see, they've lost six games in a row. They're 0-7 in the Big East. They're 3-15 and on the year. Oh. They just lost by 14 to Butler. They lost by 38 to Providence. They lost by uh, 25 to Villanova. They lost by 35 to to Creighton. I, I mean, they're just, like, Marquette should just, it just pick your score. Like, do they want to win the game by... 30 or 10, like, or 15 or 40. Like it just pick whatever you want on this one. I'm not laying it, but I don't, I mean, put your mark, put Marquette inside of your sitting, you know, money line parlays. You feel pretty good about that. Marquette's not losing, not losing that game to DePaul tonight. Uh, Okay. This is a wild one. So did you see what happened in the last game for the jets for this two and a half under team total? Was it the Bruins game? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> not good bang bang two goals in the first period four goals for the game they killed every number toronto is a top five offense right do you dare go back it's plus 150 for two and a half it's minus 130 for under three and a half for toronto tonight uh where's the game i didn't look yet at toronto uh, i don't want to go on there <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Right. I mean, a total six in a game. I think the game's yeah. going over. I, I can't, I can't do it. Like I just was four like, two. Uh, 
it's a schedule for four two. I would agree with that. That's yes, the, that's the projected score. So, um, but I mean, listen, it's only minus one forty, one forty five. The Jets could win the game, right? If the Jets win the game, it's team total under, right? If you like the Jets, I think you could take under three and a half, late to one thirty. Yeah, in their last three wins, two one four two two one. So yes, if they win the game, the under two and a half is live. Right. Lost yeah. two nothing and four one in their last two losses. Right. Yes. Yeah. This is hard. <laughs> this is it's like I I was like I can't bet this. It's I don't see an edge. Oh, it's been good. It was good for for a long long time. It's I mean it's still going to be good. This is the way the Jets are going to play. Right. You know, to, to, it's Brossois against Samsonov, by the way. It's not Hellebuck. Oh. So another reason why you don't like it. Really rest the guy sometime. I might as well rest him against Toronto. Right. So <laughs> Bruins have won five straight. They're only minus 135 against Carolina, though. It's interesting. Bruins are at home. Short home favorite against Carolina. What am I missing? Uh, 140. What am I missing? That number seems weird it's to going me. up, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Bruins should be a bigger home favorite than that in my mind. Every once in a while, Carolina plays better. I mean, the game's going over, no? I mean, 16 3 and 3, Boston uh, at home versus 12 10 and 1, Carolina. And it's Swayman in net for the Bruins. Right. I just, give me Boston. Looks really easy. <laughs> give me the Bruins. It's I don't really know. easy to take the Bruins. Really easy. Maybe too easy. I get it. But like, what am I missing? I don't understand what I'm missing. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, we started this show talking about Doc Rivers. Cleveland's won eight straight games and they get to go to Milwaukee and they are seven point dogs in the river in the Doc Rivers debut. I don't know. <laughs> dead cat bounce come into play for the Bucks. I don't you think so. 30 and yeah. 13. Right? I think well, it should be a fucking coach at 30 and 13. <laughs> the Bucks do. <laughs> so strange. So strange. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Who would you take? Cleveland or Milwaukee? I would take Cleveland. I'm not buying dead cat bounce for Milwaukee. I wouldn't bet this. Okay. I, I This is a complete coin flip. It's seven? Yeah. Mm. Suns have won six straight. They're laying three on the road to Dallas. This is a game they'll lose, right? It always feels that way, right? Oh, it's, it's just that I look at do. it. Is Phoenix coming together? I mean, six in a row is a nice little streak right now. But this is but, when you start you start fading them, right? This is well, no, I mean, but if I'm if I'm forced to pick this game, I'm only taking the dog. Home dog, yeah. Uh, Dallas. This this will be that game that you get a Luca night blow or something will happen or yeah, you know. Um <sighs> who's the best player on Dallas? I can't think of his name. Luca Dantish. Luca. No, mm-hmm. he'll have fifty six points tonight. <laughs> you're just gonna do something stupid, right? Yeah, you'd be like, "Oh my!" Um, Can we get that is tomorrow? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll, we'll hold this tomorrow because I, we got to talk about that. I got to read more about it. I can't okay. fucking believe it. For those of you that don't know, there's an investigation that happened. We talked about it when it happened with the Iowa. We know people in Iowa. We talked to them then. I, I can't believe that story. They so the story, the yeah, so, so the story is essentially that someone authorized a a geo targeting onto a very select space, essentially the athletes' dorm on the campus of Iowa, to find out what is being accessed and what betting apps are being accessed by whom under what account, 
And so essentially it was entrapment for an unauthorized warrant use with geotargeting an area that was not approved. And so the lawyers for the kids are essentially suing the state saying, who the fuck authorized this? Because somebody, if you did it without a warrant, we got to see who signed off on the warrant. And if you don't have a warrant, you can't do this. This is essentially entrapment. They took those kids' phones. They told them you can't, you know, you have to tell us this, that, whatever. I read that and was so discouraged by the whole thing. I was yeah. like, this has more to do with a lot political. of other things other than Polit sports. Betting. It's political. It's real political. Bad. Yeah. Going after bad, bad. going after colleges, going after, you know, trying to own the libs in Iowa. This is, this is a whole political thing. This, this has all sorts of weird tentacles that are just nasty. Like they fucked this up. This is a, a string they did not want to pull because it's on un, it's uncovered a whole lot of shit going on in Iowa. Woo. And every and every day it's coming Woo. more and more and more. Woo. And the finger pointing is starting as to well, it's your it was your fault. No, it was your fault. I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. So yeah, we'll very get into it. bad look for everybody in Iowa. Yes. Everyone and the kids may come out the ones looking the best. <laughs> At the end of the day, the kids may come out with a hell of a severance or package from the from, from the from the state. Kids gonna, lost their college career. They're going to sue eligibility. All everyone. They're going to sue everyone. Easy win total for Iowa State. They took out half the football team. Yep. They're, they're going to sue everyone. All this stuff happened, and it was like, wait a sec. What was the? We were asking the questions then. What is the purpose of all this? One. Yes. You know, and then they made it out like they really committed all these bad, bad things, underage gambling, all these other things, blah, 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 blah. They were doing it without a warrant. Terrible. Terrible. So we'll get into more of that yeah. coming up tomorrow. Yeah. And I just want to mention this quickly. Oh, we got to talk about this tomorrow too. This is, this is. Okay. Incredible. All right. So we'll talk about this tomorrow too, because Barstool Sports, is, I, the, I, the, Actual revelation that Penn's deal with Barstool to keep them out of the gambling space was only a six-month non-compete yeah. is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like they're they're allowing Barstool to go right back in to the gambling space. Yeah. After football's over. Different type of deal, though. See it's a marketing deal, but, but the audience doesn't know that. Are they gonna pay him for it? Yes. It's a multi-million dollar. But yes, the, but but it's contingent on signups. It's an affiliate marketing deal. It's still ridiculous that Penn would allow this to happen. Well, it worked so well the first time. What does Penn give a shit? Because you're going to allow DraftKings to be marketed to the people that you're trying to attract, that you have accounts with. That literally right just ESPN changed for your yes. freaking. It was called Barstool Sports, and now you it's made ESPN a downloading right. ESPN bet. Right. And now and you're now like, you're gonna push let Barstool back. drive everybody to DraftKings. Like this is like how but can it you it didn't work the first time? That's the thing. They it worked well enough. It, it worked it, it's gonna work, there. it's gonna work well enough to put money in DraftKings in, in, in Barstool's pockets by a ton. Maybe we'll see. It's all I your barometer, that. it's what your expectation level is in terms of how many signups are you gonna drive. Barstool people listen to what Dave say. When Dave says do it, they do it. That's why Barstool Sports had any business whatsoever. It's only the stoolies were the ones using it. That's why it didn't work. Because it wasn't broad. percent share in pretty much yeah. every market they're in. But that 5% share, if that were, if you take a 3% bump to DraftKings, that's significant to them. 
For sure. So like that's that's all Barca. The Bar, I mean, Barca doesn't need to give DraftKings all of their customers. They already have a ton of them. Just gotta gotta help them. Just gotta get them more. We'll see. Get them a three percent bounce. That's good enough. Dave says stop using ESPN bet and use this. Here's here's guy. Download this again. You guys trust DraftKings. Hey, everybody in New England, you trust DraftKings. It's a Boston company. ESPN's ESPN bet. Don't trust them. Trust us. Right. I mean, it's an easy sell for New England people. That's an easy, easy switchback. If you're a real diehard Barcelona sports person, I can't believe Penn was only gave him a six month non-compete. That's crazy. Like, that's absolutely fucking nuts that that happened. Huge. I mean, another win for Portnoy. That's a negotiation 101 tactic that somebody Amazing. fucked up. Somebody at Penn fucked up because that's congratulations to Dave on that because they're going to look again. What's the barometer? But they're going to make money in the gambling space and they're right back into the gambling space after being right. out of it for all of what? Six months. Yep. Better to book a time. All right. A couple of quick ones right out of the gate. Uh, Bama minus two and a half against Auburn. Bet it. You like that. Yep. I am going against the idea that you can't win on the road. I think this is a closer game than the number is going to indicate. Mm-hmm. Kansas State on the road at Iowa State. K-State's been pretty good. They've been, they're five and two on the road. Iowa State is 10 and one ATS at home. That's where this number is, where it is. Iowa State's really good defensively, but so is Kansas State. And K-State's played pretty well on the road. I'm going to take the points. Iowa State wins. K-State covers. What is the total? Low, like 136. <laughs> what is it now? 135 and a half, 135 in places. Yeah. Um, Dog in the under. Probably right. Okay. And yep. then finally, one hockey play. I'm going under six and a half for Vancouver and St. Louis. Wow. So St. Louis and Vancouver. Vancouver is an unbelievable road over team. Yep. But they are not at home. They are a low scoring. Demko at home is tremendous. And Hoffer's in net for St. Louis tonight. At least when I saw it last night, he was. Let me okay. go check, check on that. He has a full 1.1 goals under on the road than he is at home. Totally different goaltender. Yeah, it is Hoffer for St. Louis confirmed. So he is way better on the road Four two final huh. under six and a half. Most books last night were juiced six over juiced. Yeah. Or six and a half under juiced. Left. Yeah. Everyone's on over. Yeah. Everyone's six and a half. Everybody's six and a half except two yeah. books that I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're, we're going under. <sighs> scares me. Uh, I'll say book this one just because I'm a little nervous, but I think it's the right side. Okay. Super crap. I think we answered all of our super chats, right? For today. today. I saw a couple. We we got them all. I think we got them all. Yeah, we got, um, yeah, we'll do it again. This private gym rat. We we got his already. He said, don't miss any more shows. Dave, all jokes aside, hope the little consignment settled in. And Rainmaker Lou had his coming in. Thank you for that. Great CBBB back. We appreciate all you guys coming in with Super yes. Chat. You guys can always do that for questions you would like us to talk about. Favorite thing about today is what? Uh, I'm going to keep it quick because I got a doctor's appointment in 25 minutes that I got to okay. get to. So, um, one, the show's back. Two, family's the most important thing. Take care of your own, but also take care of each other and friends and family and things like that. Um, it was great seeing my brother 
and spending time. Got to see Arizari. Got to see some other people. It was just it was just a great thing. I wish I could take a trip once a month just to go hang out with people and see their lives and see their kids and all this other stuff. So it was just a reminder of that. And number three, I read a book called Four Square Miles. I'm going to hold it up on the show tomorrow. But a writer who I just befriended on Twitter named Keith Michael Preston wrote this book called Four Square Miles. Mm. It's about a bookie in this four square mile period of time. There's four books, four part series. I read the entire first book on the flight there. I'm reading book number two. I'm almost done with it. I'll have three and four hopefully done by the end of the week. We got to get this guy on the show. I'm trying to, I'd love to help him get a movie made about this. Wow. You like sports, you like gambling, you like the life. I felt like everything was a little too close to home with a lot of the, the stories and the things that I was reading, but it's called Four Square Miles. And I was texting with him from the plane last night after Jessica fell asleep. And I'm the idiot on the plane that turns the over light, overhead yeah, light on. It's fun. It's pitch black. And I'm reading, just totally engaged in this. So if you guys need a good read, go get Four Square Miles. And uh, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. It was awesome. I have two quick ones. One, uh, we met Brendan Fitzgerald. Or I didn't met Brendan Fitzgerald hey. from the UFC this morning. He was sitting by my car. Our kids go to the same school. So he's the one that calls the fights at the apex. Uh, so I know we know multiple people together. It was kind of crazy. I didn't realize he's from Cape Cod. So he's, he's, he's a mass hole too. Boston, guys. So more Boston people that will be on the show. So we talked for uh, well, 15 minutes this morning and that was really nice and to connect with him. I've seen him for you know, weeks. And I finally, he was standing by my car and I walked up to him and said, the card for 300 is going to be ridiculous. And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, I introduced myself and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it was good to meet him. So he'll be on the show. So now we'll have Anik on, we'll have him on. We'll do a lot more UFC stuff because it's going to be a fucking huge year for the UFC. And secondly, speaking of books, we both had lots of time. So I'm halfway through a book called The Comfort Crisis, Ooh. written by a guy here in Las Vegas. Didn't know this. But have you ever heard of a masoji? Yeah, masaji. Sorry. What does it do? A masaji is a masaji challenge. Masaji is a Japanese physical and mental challenge that you do to yourself once a year. You have a 50-50 chance of failure. That's what you have to have. It has to be a test where it's a coin flip whether or not you're going to actually do it. Okay. I'm going to do it next month. Sweet. I'm going to try to run the rock and roll half marathon. Oh. Next month. I've never run more than five miles in my life. Right. That's the farthest. It's a 13.1 mile marathon. February 26th. I think it is. Yeah. It's a little soon. No training that, that you can't train for it. That that's the whole point of it. You have to have no, there's two rules. The first rule is has to be something that you're really going to struggle to do. And you probably aren't going to do it. You're probably going to okay. stop and fail. The second is you can't die. Can't kill okay. you. Whatever you can't do. <laughs> so you can have you dying, please. You can't jump over an airplane. You can't do oh. things like you, but it has to be a mentally and physically challenging thing. So I'm going to try to run 13.1 miles coming up next month on one day. Okay. With no training and no, and no prep and nothing. Just go and run it. So I'm so excited to do this. And so it, I got to learn if, so I'm, I'm bringing when it up. Is this marathon? End of February. 
You know, March Madness and all the things we oh, have yeah. planned for March Madness. I don't think you should be running a marathon. I am. It's a half marathon, not a full marathon. Half marathon. People oh. told me to run the whole marathon. To go run the whole no. damn thing. You're supposed to run the whole thing, but no. I don't. But I don't think I can run twenty six point two. That's that's a little bit. I don't know. I think I, I probably could maybe walk it, maybe. But so thirteen point one. It's still three times farther than anything I've ever run in my life. So it's why I'm like, or four times. I'm like, okay, this is this is going to be fun. I've run five miles but I haven't run 13.1 in one stretch to run for three hours straight. I haven't done that before. So we'll see what happens next month. So I'm six super farthest I ever ran. How far? One time, six, six. Yeah. So this is 13.1. <laughs> so the massage challenge, if you guys have ever done it, let me know because I've been reaching out to different people. It's wild when, when I do this, because if you heard of rucksacking, <laughs> what did you say? You heard of rucksacking. I thought you said something else. Not no, nuts, not nut sacking, ruck sacking, R-U-C-K. No. So ruck sacking basically is, is walking, hiking with heavy weight on your body. Yeah. While I was gone, I'm done. I'm not, I've started doing that. Right. So now, now I'm, I'm walking three miles with 20 pounds and I'll rock four miles with 30 pounds and I'm going to buy a vest. I'm going to buy a weighted vest and I'm going to go ahead. This is my outdoor workout for the hard, for phase two of the hard 75, Excellent. which starts uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl, right? Uh, that would be my outdoor workout. I'm going to walk four to five miles a day with weights on me. Um, so I started doing that. So, so I, started, I started asking people like their advice. And I had like two guys go, do not do this. I've had two back surgeries. This is a really bad idea. Don't do this. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Like, don't worry about it. I'll be fine. I'm not going to put myself in the hospital walking with weight. But that has led me to this book, The Comfort Crisis, which is awesome. And I'm going to, if we have a, ever have a dead, slow day and this guy can come on, he's written two books. Uh, Michael Eaves, I believe his name is. Uh, absolutely have to have him on because he's based here in Vegas. David Goggins and this guy both live here. It's really crazy. Both the dudes that now I'm like obsessed over both live in Vegas. Universe is a weird place. Continue this discussion tomorrow. I got to go. Go ahead. Thank you for being here, Brigade. We're back tomorrow. Dave, We're back. back tomorrow here for another BVB.